Yeah, not bad for a middle of the week bump day. Mm. Going to see uh, partly cloudy skies this morning. Scattered showers and thunderstorms uh, during the afternoon. Didn't uh, didn't happen yesterday either. I didn't see any rain. I saw some clouds that looked ominous. It's all lies. It's all lies, the forecast. I think it was around us. It just, uh, you know, we're such a small island. It's like, you know, hit or miss. It's always, yeah, there's always clouds around, always. Yeah, so the rain was, it it could be, you know, just off the shoreline and Mm -hmm. past us. So, But we'll see a chance at about 40% today. And winds uh, a bit light. Right now it's 87, real feel of 102. Oh, wonderful. Already outdoors, so nice and hot <laughs> as we get into the month of October. All right, time is 727 right now. Big news. I have some important news for you. Interesting news. It's Blake and Darren's Spilling the Tea with Sandy. K-Man's top news headlines of the day from CMR. Brought to you by J. Michael, fashion for everyone. Good morning, Sandy. Hey, good morning, Blake and Aaron. How are you guys doing? Yeah, we missed you yesterday. Yeah. I know. I missed you too. We're back. We're back. Don't worry. We're back. What's up? All what do you got right. first? So, yeah, a couple of things uh, this morning. A lot of people were messaging me in the afternoon saying, hey, what's going on in South Sound? Uh, it was ordered on? off. And, you know, okay, I'm here to give you the full story. Okay. So, um, there was this fire in, um, a, a, like, a, what's it, like a hole, like a crawl space over at Vela. And um, thankfully, the fire actually extinguished itself because it didn't have any oxygen, because that's like a pretty enclosed area. What would would catch on fire down there? Well, what they think happened, which they'll soon know for sure, is um, there was a lightning strike the day before at the building next door. And so they suspect lightning apparently travels through conduits, that it traveled through a conduit to that crawl space. And, um, you know, just caught on fire. So it was just like a concrete crawl space. Thankfully, nothing there to really get too damaged. And uh, it it burnt itself out. Everything's fine. They're just waiting on, uh, you know, the heat. Mm -hmm. When you mentioned the heat this morning, I chuckled a little bit about how hot it is. But you can imagine in a crawl space with no no air, no airflow, um, what a fire can do. So I think they're going to probably get back maybe today, tomorrow. And be able to give a definitive answer as to what actually caused it, but that's what they suspect because there was a lightning strike at the uh, the building next door. Interesting. Hmm, very. Wow. Okay. So um, we've got uh, the I don't. Oh yes, I did want to mention this because this broke yesterday. There's a building in Breakers that has been condemned by the planning department. It's a five-unit complex. And so this is really quite a sad story because now multiple people, including a mother, well, I think at least three of the owners are mothers, but, um, you know, these young ladies have uh, their young moms, children. Now they're having to find out where to live um, and continue to pay mortgage plus rent because their building has been condemned. A brand new building, it was just completed late last year. The CO, which is a certificate of occupancy, has been pulled or reversed by the planning department. Because they say there's little to no steel in that building, and it is literally collapsing. Wow! What? Wow! Such an unbelievable. So then people that live there are getting. Who was the screwed. builder? His name is. Hold on, let me just grab it real quick. His name is. And has he built other stuff on island? The muffin. Yes. <laughs> and we're, we're gonna. You have, have to tune in. As to why, um, where is his name? Did we, not, did we not put his name in the story? 
Oh, but has he built other things on island? Yeah. Yes. Does, he, it, does yes. he have a company? And uh huh. We're get, we're oh. gonna break it down because it's okay. It seems like quite a quite a story. Um, yeah, I mean, other people may be at risk. Yes. Yes. I'm out. gonna. I'm actually going to tell you how they discovered it, which is even more interesting. All right. Uh, this month is restaurant month. You guys might know this is one of my favorite months of the year for that exact we reason. <laughs> we do. We're a big sponsor. Mm -hmm. Oh, la la. So yeah. um, I enjoy a good meal and restaurant month is a time to check out a lot of awesome restaurants. So Melted folks go out. <laughs> <laughs> they tend to have fixed menus at a very reasonable price. Um, so maybe you've always wanted to go to a particular restaurant, but thought you couldn't afford it. Well, this is the month to try it out. I don't know if you knew, but Aaron was just uh, letting, letting us know that um, that on the menu at Casa 43 for restaurant month, they have melted Chihuahua. Yep. Have you ever had Chihuahua? Melted no. Chihuahua? <laughs> yeah. No. It's on the menu. <laughs> I got to yeah. go check that out. It's on the menu. No, no kidding. We're not making that All right. Melted Chihuahua. <laughs> All right. So the police have also, yeah, I'm, I'm, that's one of my favorite places, actually. But the police have also um, confirmed that uh, they have recovered the vehicle in last week, Friday's incident, murder incident. So they're making some progress on that case. And finally, it is also Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So women and men, please remember to do your self checks. And this is the month to go get your mammogram. Um, you know, if you're in that age category, we should be doing that on an annual basis. There's always recommendations based on your own, you know, personal history and so on. So make sure you know um, all about that. And the pharmacy bill consultation has opened. So if you're impacted by that in any way, shape or form, make sure that you're aware of what all the changes are. And I think they're actually planning and doing a bit of a um, tall town hall segment on our program, maybe early next week where they'll do a presentation and people can answer or ask questions and they'll get their questions answered. So those are your news headlines this beautiful Wednesday morning, hump day Wednesday. Have a good Thanks. one. Yeah, all right. Thanks. We'll see you uh, tomorrow for the Thursday headlines and Sandy show. All right, folks. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Happy, happy Thursday. Is it Thursday? Wednesday. What am I saying? Oh my gosh. Way ahead of myself. Bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, bolder. The cold hard truth is taking talk to the next level. Right here on Bobo 89.1 FM, Cayman's Community Radio. We are still spilling the tea and committed to being part of the change that Cayman so desperately needs. Join Sandy Hill weekdays from 7.30 a.m. for Premier Access, Cayman Voices, Truthful Thursdays, and much more. Cayman's number one talk show is now bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, older, and more than talk. Getting results with hot topics, consumer reports, court exposés, and more. I've come to set the record straight. I've come to shine the light on you Let me introduce myself I am the cold heart Now, from the CMR studio in Grand Cayman Live direct it's the cold hard truth now now join the conversation on 345-936-2626 that number again is 345-936-2626
All right. Happy, happy Wednesday, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing today? Yes, honey, chill. What's going on? Looks like I'm going to um, need a translator today. I already see some people messaging in Espanol on the show. So we're going to get to that here in a second. I believe I know exactly what it is all about. Um, so get ready to translate. Where are my translators at? Um, where are my Spanish speakers who can actually read Spanish? Because I think some of y'all can understand Spanish, but I don't know about the reading part. So um, make sure that you are um, ready for that. Let me see now. There was a lady who reached out. I'm trying to find her message. I don't I don't quite know. Um, mm, you know, ugh, Facebook is just so bizarre sometimes. It's like they purposely hide stuff from you, I swear. Um, so I know that this lady reached out to us. She tagged us, I think. It's always best to direct message. And if you really, really need us urgently, folks, the best way is just to WhatsApp me. Because, I mean, I get tons of WhatsApp messages, but... The social media messages are just off the chain crazy. <clears throat> and um, in addition to that, you know, we have multiple administrators reading them. So like if one person clicks on it, then it shows up as red. When I go back to it, I can't see that. So, you know, just direct message um, via WhatsApp if possible. All right. Let me just see. I was trying to find her message because um, she was inquiring about um, some of the Cuban nationals. Oh my gosh. So we have multiple people. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, we'll see. Um, I mean, unfortunately we don't, we don't really know much but we're gonna tell you what we do know um, this morning about that situation. I get that they're desperate um, to find their loved ones. Okay. All right. Uh, let me see here now. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> mm -hmm. <clears throat> and we seem to have some spammers who keep, um, you know, ugh. anytime we put up anything about a vehicle that's stolen or lost, they send these super annoying messages in the comment section. Now they're even starting to tag us, which is super annoying. But we block them and we do, um, you know, delete the messages, but they're all the same, same sort of message. Like, oh, my um, my husband has lost his vehicle just like this. So they take our posts and they reshare it. I'm looking at one right now. And they claim that someone they know have lost it, but, you know, they have this GPS tracker and contact them. And I'm like, listen, y'all need to, y'all need to get a life now. Um. I think I'll have a look at, at some of the settings and not allow people to tag us at all, actually. Ugh, it's just so sad that we have to go through 
all of this uh, because some people have nothing better to do with their time. Hmm. Unbelievable, huh? Trying to scam people, trying to separate people from their um, hard-earned money. I can't believe it. My goodness. I'll look at the settings today to see if there's a way that we can actually um, increase our security a bit around that. Um, because, yeah, it is it is pretty annoying. So, morning, everybody. How y'all doing today? It is hump day Wednesday, honey chill. So we got a lot to talk about, lots of news. I'm just having a quick look at messages um, this morning to see what's coming in, what's breaking, what's happening, what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh, my web guy is calling me. Um, I'm on here. Um, Okay. Uh huh. Okay. All right. Um. All right. He's asking me some security-related question, my dear. Okay, honey, chill. These are all the things that we got to be doing around here. You know, there's a lot more that goes into this than people think. People think, oh my gosh, Sandy just gets up every day and starts talking and that's it. And I'm like, oh, I wish that was it. Um, No, there's a lot behind the scenes that happens. So listen, I'm trying to find this young lady's message while we talk. Um, mm, Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, okay. So someone is it says, is it wear pink for breast cancer awareness day? You know, I didn't even think about that. This is more of a coral color. It's not really pink. But I did not even think of that, to be honest. Um, I just decided that I wanted to, uh, okay, hmm. No, I just decided that I wanted to pawn something a little bit different. I'm going I'm going somewhere after work. Mm-hmm. Looking good. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, but yes, I guess the coral might kind of work with breast cancer awareness. Make sure you get your female tatas checked out. Do yourself exams. Uh, nobody knows your body like you is the theory. So you're more likely to pick up on something that's different. And we're doing, every day we're doing um, little messages on social media for breast cancer awareness for this year. Just um, tips and, you know, reminders of stuff. So we definitely support the cause. Um, So, yes, absolutely. All right. I don't see where this lady messaged me, but anywho. It'll probably pop back up somewhere at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, honey chill. All right. So um, let's get started. How is everybody doing today? You guys all right? 
Let's see who the usual suspects are. We have Miss Vernita. Good morning. Miss Morn is here. Nathan is in the house. Good morning to you, Nathan. Olivia. Hello, Olivia. Richard Parson is here. He says it's a cool morning in Round Rock, Texas. I guess for you guys now, it's October. You're probably, those of you who get to experience seasonal changes are probably noticing them. Um, you know, there would be people who've lived here. Somebody posted this yesterday. And I thought, oh my gosh, there are really people who've lived here who've never seen the change of seasons. And this is where I think y'all definitely need to travel. Now, mind you, I lived in Florida. So Florida is very peculiar because Florida will go from like 80 degrees in Tampa to the next day, all of a sudden, a cold front comes through and bloop, the weather drops down to like 30 degrees or something ridiculous. Um, but it's not always, um, we don't quite have the same change of seasons that a lot of other places do. Like it's certainly not an annual event that I can recall. Um, if you get into central Florida, so you're more like in the, um, in the Orlando area, as you go up north a little bit more, I feel like you do see a little bit of variance, but Florida is not the right place for seasonal changes either. So I feel like you need to go, you know, somewhere where it definitely has like a proper distinction between a fall and a winter. And then you get to experience and see the, uh, the changes. Now, listen, did you guys see this the other day? where New York was practically underwater. I had to message our cousin in New York. Now she's upstate, so she's like not in New York City. So I don't know exactly um, what area of New York. She hasn't responded yet. She's the worst with, um, <laughs> she is the worst with check-in messages and stuff. Child. She like disappears off radar for a couple of days and then she reappears. I was like, oh honey, Chad, I can't keep up with you. But I was um, looking at this and have a look at this. This is shocking. And what the experts are saying, in fact, is that this event is far worse than it would have been, 20% far worse, they say, um, because of global warming. Now, I know some of y'all talking about there's no such thing as global warming and, um, you know, you don't want to believe it, but hmm, have a look at this. I mean... This is pretty crazy. This is New York on Friday. Look at that. Ah, uh, wow. That drain seems to be working awfully well. It's pulling everything in the center. Look at this. You don't see this? People are standing like in knee deep water. After one day of rain, we got like five and four. I mean, did y'all just see that? The water was coming through the wall. Look, look at that. You know that wall's been there forever. That wasn't properly sealed. Oh my God. I cannot imagine. And some people actually. Y'all know I'm a little bit of a germaphobe. And just thinking about that flowing water, I'm like, ooh, you know that that had all kind of things from the septic. Y'all know that already. And you walking barefoot in that, child, put your damn shoes back on. And then afterwards, throw those shoes away. Oh, my goodness. No, sir. 
Ay, ay, ay. I don't know what to say, but that's crazy. So, um, state of emergency declared. They had the equivalent of, um, I think they were saying the equivalent of a year's worth and like a day or something ridiculous. Wow. Pretty insane. So, I guess they're starting to dry out. I haven't been able to watch any news um, really over the last couple of days, but hopefully they're starting to dry out. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Um, so uh, we're thinking about you, New Yorkers. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. I mean, I feel bad for them, but what are we going to do? Shall we hear we over here trying to survive and hope we don't have anything like that going on? More, morning to Robert, Andy, Alba, Buenos Dias, at Magdalena, Buenos Dias. How are you? So Johan is here with his popcorn ready. Johan, were you always naughty in class? I mean, geez, I'm peace. You must have been in that naughty, naughty cor corner 24-7. Patricia Blake in the house. Miss Andrea, good morning. First Lady Jeanne is here. Wishing everybody a lovely morning. Marshall, Sandy joining us. Felicia. Uh, Carrie Dean, how are you? Miss Bonnie from East End, so nice to see you. So, oh, thank you. Um, First Lady saying that she loves the look. Um, Yes, I'm going to talk about that here in a second. I saw that. Yeah. So, um, Irvlin, Dean, Miss Morna, Ethel. So I know a lot of you saw the statement from the RCIPS yesterday. Somebody just sent it to me where they fired some shots at CMR. You know, if I pretended to like the management over at RCIPS, I don't want them to take this personal because it really isn't personal. And, you know, I, I know um, I'm not talking about the new commissioner he hasn't even gotten his feet wet, but of course he's going to be listening to the likes of um, uh, Peter Lansdon and the, the rest of that bunch over there. And, you know, they don't have any respect to the community and that's part of their problem. They could really do with understanding what community policing is all about and, and start from the top. Uh, you don't just send out the little pia pia um, patrol officers um, you need to make sure that people respect the RCIPS from the top all the way down to the bottom. And, you know, I have had my words for him. And if you need to see those, you can go back to a previous episode. I'm not going to repeat myself. Um, I find him to be a very rude individual. And someone said to me, well, Sandy, that explains why someone has actually boxed him in his face already. And I said, oh, really? They said, yes. He's had the pleasure of being probably one of the only police officers that someone walked up to him and boxed him in the face. And I'm pretty sure nothing came of it because he deserved it. So on that note, they sent out a statement yesterday. We had posted the day before um, that we understood and we had heard sources. And listen, I think most people get it, but the RCIPS didn't get it. Maybe I should have put the word in there, rumored that they have been talking and they may have arrested two individuals. We got names and everything, but they claim that that's not true. And so they issued this statement and a lot of people saw it as a very interesting statement because it took some direct shots. Well, it tried to take some direct shots at us 
saying, um, oh, go listen to somebody, go read an official media source or something like that, reliable media or some, some foolishness. And it's so funny because we're more reliable than the RCIPS a lot of times. So they must remember the times that they've gotten stuff wrong, even in their press releases. Um, and I don't see them sending out corrective statements when they get it wrong either. But they're upset with us because they said, take it down and we want you to correct it. And, you know, they have this attitude um, that they can tell us what to do. And I want to remind them that they need to step back. RCIPS, um, our audience understands, most of our audience, I should say, because some of y'all still catching up, understands that if we word things a particular way, um, it's a post, you know, it, think, think of it as a teaser. This is what the streets are saying. That's why it's called Mall Road, y'all. Get with the program now. We're not saying it's coming from an official source. It's not on the website. It's not saying, according to the RCIPS, they have arrested someone. So they claim that they haven't arrested anybody and they're not talking to anybody. Well, okay, that's not really impressive. I wouldn't brag about that too much uh, since the murder occurred on Friday. But, um, you know, okay, well, when y'all arrest somebody, you let us know. In the meantime, the streets are still talking about um, who might have been responsible for this. And, uh, you know, did the streets actually think that the RCIPS moved quicker than they have and that they arrested these guys? Well, shame on us for giving them any credit. Mm -hmm. So um, we shall see indeed. It's, it's bizarre because it's the same names um, being called um, kind of over and over and over again. I guess the streets just call people's names for absolutely no good reason. Hmm. My apologies, Soka. Yes, it was a month's worth of rain. I think I said a year, right? Yeah, it was one month worth of rain in one day that New York got. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on what the RCIPS is doing and, um, you know, see what they have to say for themselves. Listen, <laughs> The streets talk more than the RCIPS, and I suppose that's a sad thing. Um, they believe that their methods of communicating with the public are effective. Um, you know, I think my nine-month-old puppy probably knows better than that. And, um, you know, they, they keep having these nonsensical press releases where they tell you, oh, you come to us and you sit down. In fact, the last one that they had, and I'm going to share this with you because this really demonstrates their lack of understanding how they're completely losing the plot. Like, I, I can't... I honestly cannot stand the management of the RCIPS. Um, you know, I know a lot of the officers and detectives, they're doing their job and they're trying their best, but the management leaves a lot to be desired. And like I said, it's not personal. Like, I don't know any of these people on a personal level, but the way in which they operate, and I suspect this is just the English and how they do things, uh, it leaves a lot to be desired. So one of the things that they did recently is they had a press um, a conference, Right. And they said in their press conference, listen to this, they invited us to um, have a final press conference with the, um, the former commissioner of police as he was outgoing. And they said, um, oh, you know, you're invited to this press conference, blah, 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 but you can't live stream the event. I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to find it. And so I thought to myself, once again, the RCIPS is trying to tell us how to do our job as media. 
if I go to a press conference and I want to live stream that press conference, shouldn't I have the right to be able to do so? What's the sense of a press conference if you can't even live stream it? Like, I don't, I don't quite understand that. That's to me, that's kind of stupid, actually. What do you mean? So um, that was that was their stipulation. You know, they they want to put they want to set all the rules and they think that that's normal for them to tell media how to operate and what space you can operate. Well, you know, I, I'm not quite sure what they're used to, but in any event, we declined their invitation to attend. So they had a media. This is what they said: media session with Commissioner. Um, Commissioner Police Derek Burns, and they said that he will eminently be, be concluding his seven-year tenure as Commissioner of Police at the Office of the Commissioner of Police. Uh, media invited to an informal roundtable-style interview session with Mr. Burns. They tell you where the session was going to be held, the date and time, in the spirit of the format. Listen to how, how stupid they are. And I, I hate to use that word, but it's the only word that fits. In the spirit of the format, there will be no live feeds, however, Content can be recorded if necessary. We hope the media will take advantage of this more informal style of engagement to put forward their questions. I responded and said, we will not be attending. Why couldn't it be live streamed? Informal in what way? I'm sure there was nothing different. Uh, I don't know if it was just him alone, if he had his other support units there, because normally with a press conference, there's more than one. Other than that, there's probably nothing different with this. What, what would be the objection to live streaming it? What was he going to say in real time that the people of this country shouldn't know or wouldn't want to know? Mm-hmm. Their, their style is just, I, I just don't mesh with them. Never really have from day one. And we'll see how it goes under the new commissioner. You know, um, after Peter Lansden got fresh with me and I had to, uh, send a, an email and, and lawyer up and tell him not today, Bobo. Um, I must say to the previous commissioner's credit, he did invite me several times to come in and sit down, have an informal chat. And I declined because I said the time for that would have been before he sent his insulting email. After he sent it, the damage has already been done. And Auntie Sandy not going to be doing too much talking with you at that point in time. So... I have extended an olive branch to the new commissioner. He's Caymanian. Let's see if he's going to be taking their advice on how to handle these things. Um, they're not capable of hurting my feelings. You can rest assured of that. And um, what I will say is that um, we'll see. You know, I despite despite how I feel about them, I continue to... There was somebody yesterday sending me a social media account that they say is exploiting children, uh, local children, uh, you know, videos and nude photos of local children in some of these schools. And I try to send that stuff to the RCIPS so that they can deal with it. Keep in mind that this is the same RCIPS who, um, unfortunately, are not people of their word. Let me see if Kevin has that video ready for me. And I want to demonstrate to you one of the reasons why the people do not trust them, amongst other things. Okay? Now, 
y'all know if there's if there's one thing you can count on with me it's that sandy does not like liars i don't like liars i don't like thieves just dishonest people really get under my skin if you are a member of the rcips you should be an honest individual when you give your word in a formal capacity we should expect that your word is your bond. Mm-hmm. And that regardless, right, you should be committed to actually keeping your word. So imagine my surprise that some, what is it now, three weeks ago going into month, an inspector of the RCIPS gave us his word that he was going to do something. And to this day, nothing has been done. You see, it's things like that that cause the good people of this country to have zero confidence in you. And I'm going to remind you guys about what this is. I've got the clip, the video clip ready. Have a listen to this. This was from um, September the 22nd. So now we're going into, what is that, three weeks? All right. Have a listen to this, folks. Morning. Yes. Can I help? Hi, Inspector Bess. Yes, Sandra Hill here. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I have Miss Magaly Henry on the line here with you. And for full disclosure, um, she's given us permission to call you on her behalf. We were calling this man this morning um, live on the radio, Mr. Samuel Campbell. <laughs> who took her $1,300 for um, a deposit, then said that he spent the money paying his house insurance, and now he's refusing to pay her back. Now, he has on um, multiple occasions, well, he said this morning that he apparently, uh, because she's not following his rules, because she went to the police and she threatened to come to Cayman Mall Road, he's not going to pay her back. Now, he's going to get a lawyer. Um, I'm sure you're very familiar with theft the definition of theft pursuant to section 235.1 of the penal code. This has gone from being just a landlord tenancy um, disagreement into theft because this man is refusing to give her her $1,300, her money, and he has no lawful excuse under which he um, should be able to do so. She's filed multiple reports with the RCIPS and she's getting pushback as is usual from your officers who don't want to get involved telling her it's a civil matter. This is no civil matter. This is no different than a Judith Douglas. It's, it's just that we only know about one case so far. We don't have to wait for him to get to 25 cases before we go, oh yeah, this is theft. Is there anything, sir, that you could do this morning to help Ms. Magali in this situation before I have to email the uh, commissioner of police and ask him to please put somebody on the case? Because it looks like that's the only time that we can actually get these types of issues resolved is when I email the commissioner and I shouldn't have to do that. I mean, your officer should know what a theft situation looks like. He's intending to permanently deprive her of her $1,300, which she needs to go find someplace else to rent. Um, she, she made a report previously. She actually made two reports already. And what's her name, ma'am? Uh, Miss Magaly Henry. I would have to check the system in the city according to the circumstances. Uh -huh. uh -huh. So she has a, a second number for the report? 
Um, uh, what number, sorry, a tracking number? Uh, RMS number. Oh, did they give you any kind of number, Ms. Magaly, um, for that report? Ms. Magaly? Oh gosh, I think her, her internet just froze up. Um, Ms. Magaly, can you hear me? Yeah, Ms. Magaly, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, he's asking if you have a RMS number, which is the number that the police put in their system for these reports. Okay, his name is, he's uh, he working at Bondi, he named Thomas. So I, don't, I talked to him. Um, no, but did he give you any kind ago. of number when you made the I I have an um, email he gave me, but I talked, let's choose to tell um, the lady that is having a baby. She's a, she's pregnant there. Well, she put it in the system like again. Yeah, both times did you report it to Bodden Town Station? I did it on down two weeks ago, and then I did it on Tuesday on Georgetown. And the so lady that's pregnant, she did it at Bodden Town, yeah. and then on Tuesday, she came into the Georgetown Station. Yeah, and the lady put it in the system because he was rude to her, too. You could hear mm -hmm. his love and say he's not giving it back, he told her. So he's told one of your officers he has no intentions of giving back the money. She's a lady that having a baby. She's pregnant. I don't know her name. One of your remember. pregnant officers, whoever that might be. Mm -hmm. This woman wants her money back, and if he's refusing to give it back, he's stolen her money. Y'all need to see about putting a file together and sending uh, it to the DPP's uh, office. Uh, let, let me check it out and um, what? Like maybe if I could have her contact number. Well, her number should be on the system, and I'll give her a call. All right, yeah, Ms. Magdalene, um, this is uh, Inspector, Be is it Best or Bent? Best. Best. Um, he said he's going to have a look at it and he's going to give you a call. Okay, all right. Thank you. All right, Officer Inspector, thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, there. All right, so um, needless to say, um, he has not uh, contacted her. No one at the RCIPS has followed up with her. I think now she's made a total of three reports. And let me clarify, that phone call was actually September the 15th. We followed up on the 22nd and still nothing has been done. Now I emailed the commissioner, Mr. Derek, um, on, let me tell you what day that would have been. So... That was two weeks ago on the 23rd. So the initial call was made on the 15th to Mr. Bess. On the, let me just back up here, right? On the following week, the 22nd, we confirmed that she'd not heard from anyone at the RCIPS. So talked about it again on the show on the 22nd, Consumer Fridays. So then on the 23rd, which, oh, I think I actually am, no. Let me clarify. I emailed him before the show. So I, I emailed him on Thursday, September 21st at 11.16 a.m. to say that, you know, he claimed that he'd be reaching out to her or have somebody reach out to her. After she's made multiple police reports and no one has done so as yet. He indicated um, that he would, um, he says, thanks for sharing and alerting me to the matter. I've, I've, assigned it to C superintendent, I guess that's commissioner superintendent Ebanks 
to task for immediate action by Inspector Bess. That was September the 23rd. So now we are here one week. It would be the 30th. Saturday is going to be two weeks that the commissioner, the former commissioner, said that he would pass it on to Chief Superintendent um, Ebanks in order to have it actioned by Inspector Bess, and it still hasn't been done. This can't be rocket science. Um, I don't quite know and understand what the issue is. Just having someone call her. Let me tell you how absolutely ridiculous the RCIPS can be. Recently, one of their officers called me about a report that I had made, right? Now, mind you, um, according to them, my um, the, the actual report, let me see if I can go back and see when this was. Mm-hmm. They claim that they were um, dealing with this matter and come to find out nothing has actually happened with it as yet. Then they had the audacity. So let me see when this would have been. Um, I'm going to try to get the exact date of when I made this report. Then I had someone call me uh, around the 23rd of the month, one of their officers, and ask me if I'm sure that I want to make this report and go through with this because I should expect a certain response from people given who I am and the position that I'm in. You know, she's lucky that sometimes I just hold my tongue because I can't believe that an officer of a law, and this shows you the slackness that is going on in RCAPS. And honestly, I should be making a formal complaint with their professional standards unit against her. How do you go up to someone who is a victim of something and tell them, eh, why bother? Like, you should expect to be victimized up to a certain point, shouldn't you? And I said to her, really? That's your opinion as an officer of the law? You're dissuading me from, from filing a um, statement and proceeding with this? What faith do you think victims have when they hear that kind of foolishness from the RCAPS? Do you really believe that I have any, um, that I have any faith in them that anything's actually going to be done? their lackluster department. So the actual initial email went out to them in early August. Okay? And again, let me see here now. So that was, um, he contacted me August the 6th, Monday, and I think my email actually went out over the weekend. So it probably was around the 5th or 6th of August. They contacted me. Said that he had been assigned as an investigating officer. Then he copies his same best, Pearson best, Ricardo Brown. Talking about he's updating me on the progress of my report by September the 7th, an entire month later. Because they have to involve intelligence departments reobtaining information. And then, you know what? Let me send them a message now, right now. Uh-huh. 
So basically the person who called me, the female officer who called me last week, essentially said nothing had been done yet. And I needed to give the statement. I'm gonna fix them. Who's in charge of the professional standards unit? So now they've essentially wasted almost two months from August, September, October, right? Doing absolutely nothing with this matter. Good morning, caller. Oh, one second for me, caller. One, one, one second, honey, one second. I need to... um. The fact that I can hear you ring. Okay, there we go. We should be able to hear you now. Morning, caller. Okay. Good morning, Sandra. Good morning. I, I was wondering who does the police call on when it's a, a crime, when it's anything happening on the road, an accident, you, you, you name it, okay, if it's not the public. How is in the world do they expect for the public to help them when to them and the answer of that police officer that that, that gave that gave you. Mm -hmm. I, I was wondering that I'm hoping that um the new commissioner of police stop down on all of this that is going on in this island. Maybe it's gonna take a long time because they're claiming that Police cannot even write a report, hmm. a decent report. Mm -hmm. A few days ago, um, I ran into the back of someone. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. My fault, because okay. she stopped. I admitted, and she was, she jumped out of the car. First thing she wanted to find out, mm -hmm. how was I doing if I was doing okay and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Now it was by not by luck place. She called Butterfield Roundabout, and I, I thought she had gone ahead. And I was looking in the direction of where the cars was coming, mm -hmm. and and all the time she had stopped. Bam, bam, bam. So I ran in the back of her, mm -hmm. and she was driving a company car, and it was just a. A, a, a denting so was my car front which we have good insurance hopefully they'll pay for hers and, and, and mine man they were there quick quick as a week and now mm -hmm. we have we he gave me a ticket which i understand that's how it go and then if you want a report of what is happening mm -hmm. They charge you. You go on your computer and they charge you mm -hmm. for the report of what has happened to you and what has happened in the accident. Mm -hmm. it's, it's unbelievable that we have so many police. Who did they train by? Mm -hmm. Before they used to send them to Barbados. They sent them, this, they, um, we had some beliefs police that were trained by the English come up here and, and well just a few of them left because a lot of them has retired and stuff but when anything happened 
me, you, and the public out there know that we are the first people that they call on. To, mm-hmm. Even a simple accident, mm. they want to find out if anybody was had mm. seen it and whatnot. And we must got more police mm-hmm. than Jamaican that is have over three million, over three million people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Sandra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't let up on this. Do not let up on this. And I know you have the courage. You have, you have the <laughs> the cojones, mm. and go on with this. Thank you very much. I appreciate you it, have my dear. A very good day. Thank you. Nine three six two six two six. Um. Yes. I mean, it's it's shocking. Um. All right. So, um, yeah, I mean, listen, if the RCIPS expects the, um, the people to assist them, right. And they keep throwing around this, this phrase of community policing, but if they really expect the people of this country to step forward and assist them, um, with, you know, anything, especially crime fighting, you've got to be prepared um, to meet your citizens halfway. Right? So, I mean, I I don't quite understand how they think community policing should be a one-way street. So they have one or two community meetings per year if, um, if you're lucky. And then that's it. And, and they expect that, oh, you're going to trust them. Well, that's not how trust works. I mean, I'm not quite sure um, where they have, you know, what police academy they went to and what they learned about how to build trust in a community. But trust isn't built over one singular incident. It is built over a period of time. People get to know who you are. You can't just say, oh, trust me, I'm a trustworthy person. And everybody's going to be like, oh, yes. Oh, yes, yes, you are. No, it's demonstrated day in and day out when you are, for example, a person of your word. So when uh, Inspector Best says, I'm going to look into this, you actually look into it and you actually call the woman back or have someone call her back. I'm not saying that you have to do it. You might be busy, but the least you could do is delegate it to someone. So Marshall says he is looking into it. That's a mighty long look. I wonder if he's looking all the way to China. It does not take that long to look up her name and see that she's filed multiple reports and assigned someone to please give this lady a follow-up call. You see the RCIPS, what is RCIPS supposed to stand for? They appear to miss something in what that is supposed to stand for. In there, it says service. Right? Royal Cayman Islands Police Service. By the way, their website is down. Page not found. Oh, poor them. They soon blame me for that this morning now. Watch and see. Oh, Sandy hacked us because she complaining about us this morning. Um, so let me notify y'all that their website isn't working. Because again, they're telling you to stay tuned to official media. Have they, have they, have they um, informed official media? Their website is non-operational. So if you go there right now, 
You're not even going to reach anybody? Haunt mess. Good morning, caller. Morning. Hello, honey chill. How are you? Not too bad. How you doing? All right. Um, problem we have here is there's no confidence in the RCIPS. There's no trust with the RCIPS. And some of us are scratching our heads and wondering what kind of corruption is going on with the RCIPS. And that's all I have to say. <laughs> Thank you, caller. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I think that they need to listen. They need to listen to the people of this country. I'm going to try another browser. Okay, so it's it's not working on Chrome, but it's working on Firefox. Okay, what a hot mess. Well, all I'm telling you is right now I'm getting the 404 message. Now, now it's up again. But I, I mean, I, that's why I grabbed a screenshot because I'm like, y'all not gonna believe me if I tell you it's not working. Now, let, let me have a look at something because I suspect that I know exactly what's going on now that I see this. I bet you one thing, that web person probably has done something a little bit funny here. So it looks like they have a broken link from previously. Hold on. Let me go back now. I have limited IT skills, but I tell you what, I know no dummy when it comes to it. So I think I, I know exactly what's happening. Let me just go back in my search history. And these are the types of things, I mean, y'all need to fix it. I, I don't work for the RCAPS. But, you know, simple things, honey. So let me see now, history. Uh-huh. All right, let's go into my history here. So I actually Googled RCAPS. Um, 821. So they have a... um. It looks like they have a link that when you look it up, it just doesn't work. And it has, and I don't, I don't know why it wouldn't work though, because it's like their home page. So this is a bit unusual. Um that's weird. No, it seems to be working now. Anyway, they might want to sort that out. Something, something's amiss there as to why I would have gotten this error message just now to begin with. But anywho, um, folks, let, let me tell you something. The RCIPS has got to adjust their attitude. And I think that now they have a new commissioner in there, not just their attitude, but the way in which they're actually doing things um, should improve. We should see a difference. It shouldn't be business as usual. If the people of this country have been telling you for a very long time that they don't trust the RCIPS, they're not happy with the RCIPS, uh, that, that means the way that you've been doing it just hasn't met the community standards. You say that your police service as a police, a police force. Remember when they changed their name, their acronym from police force to police service because they felt like, ooh, we need, us, we need to be softer. We're not about force. We're about service to the community. We're going to take on this whole mantra of community service. Well, it's not just a PR game, right? It's not just about hiring a marketing company to revamp your name and put different lights on your cars and pretend like you're about service to the people. You actually have to be of service to the people. 
And they have some wonderful officers on the force who demonstrate that. There's the one that we call the dancing police officer. This is a man that goes out of his way a lot to help the people of this country. And he seems to actually enjoy doing his job, which most of them walk around with screw-up, sourpuss-looking faces, which makes you wonder if they even want to be there. But when you say to us, you're going to call this woman, you're going to follow up on her report, why has she not heard from you? And now we're going into an entire month almost. Next week will be a month that you promised that you'd you know, look into this and have someone get back to her. And she has had no one reach out to her yet. This is an elderly member of this community who's now suffering because someone has stolen her $1,300. And he's refusing to give it back. And you guys are making him bold because you won't even contact him about this and let him know that potentially he has committed an offense. Right? He's emboldened because no one can stop him. That's his attitude. You guys heard him. Well, since she went to the police, since she went to CMR, I'm going to show her who is really in charge here. When, when, when the people of this country, you know, say that this methodology that you guys have of um, you come to us, you do a press conference, we're not going to come to you, we're not going to come into your communities. Look at how long it took them to even have a meeting for Cayman Brack. The Brackers have been begging drugs rampant on the Brack, right? The, the, the tide is changing very, very quickly for that small community. And they're saying that we don't want this life. We need the RCAPS here. We need to be able to talk to you guys. We need to be able to tell you what it is that's going on. We had a child that died under very unusual circumstances on Cayman Brack. And the police would not hold a press conference to save your life about that situation. Anywhere else in the world. Like I said, I don't follow what the English do because I just don't follow what they do. So I'm more familiar with other standards. A press conference would have been called if for no other reason than just to ease the minds of the community. To say we're working on this. We have our best you know, we're bringing in the best. Child forensics, et cetera, et cetera. No, they're so lazy and non-responsive that all they want to do is type something up on a piece of paper, send it out, and then the same media that they want to tell people, oh, don't listen to, don't listen to them, they expect us to publish their foolishness. Oh, put this up and publish this. Well, you know what, RCAPS, I'm, I'm getting to a breaking point now where I'm sick and tired of y'all and the lackluster way in which you do stuff. And we're going to stop sharing the stuff that y'all are putting out there if you really want to know the truth. Until you adjust your, your methodology and meet the people on their terms, maybe we won't be publishing any of your stuff at all. Huh, how about that? Tell them to go somewhere else and read it where they can't even access it. It's just this attitude that they have. It's unbelievable. What's wrong with coming to the people? It's a small community. Community meetings happen so infrequently. You know, this island isn't that big. You could have a district community meeting once a month. You could commit your time and your officers to that. Good morning, caller. 
Good morning, Sandra. If the, if if she had a family going knock this man knock for him money, you you would see how far mm-hmm. they, they they get there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all then, the, then all they would the take info, All the info is the money. That's all the money. That's all they in here for. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's Thank so you. sad. Thank you, my dear. All right. Yes, folks. I mean, I agree. You know, and and they don't understand the concept of. You know, at some point in time, you are pushing good citizens to take matters into their own hands when you're ineffective. When you're not doing your job, as that caller rightfully said, this woman has children. She probably has grandchildren. What if them get vaccinated in a heated moment now, go do something to this man over? Listen, people have done some stuff to people for far less than $1,300. You're essentially leaving this woman stranded and homeless. Because you and your wife are no good people in this country. These are the kind of people that I'm sorry we should not even have living amongst us. I know one thing. They never want to put me in charge of immigration because these are the kind of people that I'd say, you know what? Pull his status. Get him out of this country. We don't need you here. If this is how you're going to abuse and treat people, you don't need to be amongst us because this is part of what is constantly escalating in this country. And no one seems to be willing to assist the good people of the Cayman Islands. Good morning, caller. Morning. What I find interesting about this is that you have people who are being paid by the public. So they're financially comfortable to be non-responsive to the public that is financially struggling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To change the subject slightly. But still dealing with the same entity. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been in a dispute with the commissioner of police about his powers. Mm-hmm. And essentially, he holds the view that he has an absolute discretion to do whatever he feels like doing. Mm-hmm. And the court agrees with him. Well, let me ask you this question if you have absolute discretion to do something, why would then I have a right to appeal a decision to which you have absolute discretion? Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? To not, it doesn't seem logical, no. It's not logical. But what it is, is, is an exposing the corruption and the biasness of the friends in certain echelons of society. Mm-hmm. Right? I wouldn't be surprised that worse is happening there than you're discussing hmm. this morning. Oh, I'm sure. But I really, I really appreciate you helping this lady in this way, because to her, it might. So some people, thirteen hundred dollars might not be much mm-hmm. of anything, but to her, it's very significant. It is. So, take care. Thank you so much. I mean, listen, thirteen hundred dollars not coming easy to nobody these days. So, um, you know, the mere fact that she can't find another $1,300 to even try to replace that demonstrates that she is a person on a very limited budget. And this is just so completely unfair for Mr. Um, Samuel, what's his name again? Campbell, to do this. Let me see if I can get a hold of her um, this morning. 
Let me see. Um, trying to see if I can find her number. Anybody has her number for me? It, it, it is very disappointing and it's heartbreaking. And it is times like this when we need the RCIPS to step forward and to try to um, do the right thing. And unfortunately, when they don't, this really leads me to question and to wonder, you know, why on earth are they not doing anything? What, what, why is this so difficult? I don't quite understand. Let me see if I can find her. Um, trying to see if I can find her number. Um, oh, let me look at my messages here. So, you know, we, we we're like going in circles here and I really feel that, um, you know, they, they could do a much better job trying to be community officers and more responsive to situations such as this. Quite unfortunate. Good morning to Marjorie. She says, good morning, Sandra. It's a job for, and for most, that's about, it's all about money, sorry. They need to hire Caymanian officers or try to get a better mixture of officers from different countries. This slackness is endemic. Uh, Liana, good morning to you, my dear, says, um, morning, Aunt San and everyone. They only, serve, they only service their pockets. Hmm. The new police commissioner, more slackness and laziness plus crime rate is going up. And she says that the police, um, the dancing police also gave to the community with his farming in Newlands. And um, yes, a lot of people benefit from that. Cameron says they need a new formula in the execution of their duties. Well, they need a new formula even in how they communicate with people. You know what is so interesting? Um, my right eye feels a little bit dry today. So you have to excuse me for rubbing my eye a little bit. I'll get some eye drops after the show. But, you know, we have invited them on this program on numerous occasions. And I'm sure you guys have noticed um, they, they refuse pretty much to come on. I think they came once with another agency about traffic matters, but other than that, they don't want you, the people having any direct access to them. And I think that that speaks volumes about um, their style and who they are. Now, again, you're supposed to be a police service. Why wouldn't you want people to have direct access to you? Why don't you want to have community meetings? Why don't you want people asking you questions? I, I, I am, you know, wondering logically, what is it that you're trying to hide? Because if you don't have anything to hide, then you would come and face the people. It's as simple as that. But they seem hell-bent on, no, 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 no. We're going to have a press conference where only the media gets invited, right? And then the media is going to decide what questions are relevant and what questions need to be asked and answered. But what if the media does not even think about something that the general public wants to know? Why, why are we the only ones, in theory, who can have limited access to the RCIPS? Hmm? Why can't you come once a month on different news platforms, go to Radio Cayman, make yourself accessible across the board to the general public and answer questions? 
Corruption is rampant around here, says Cameron. Um, a pot 447 says if we just had one share of Grady Judd. Mm -mm. Marshall says if the thief is a Jamaican and the police officers are Jamaican, then more than likely nothing will come out of it. I'm just saying. So sad. Morning, Alejandro. How are you? Uh, Leroy says $1,300. That's a month's grocery for some families. Grocery? You eat that much in groceries? That's a lot of money for groceries. Child, that's a mortgage payment. Well, maybe not since interest has gone up, but it used to be a mortgage payment <coughs> for some people. No, sir. Mm -mm. Cameron says they done gone to get sand. They started good night, Hannah. They just need to do better. I mean, it really is very, very simple. Magnum Opus says government, i.e. the civil service, tends to believe that people hired from overseas care about Cayman more than anyone else. What a mess they're in. I had to remind someone last week, and I'm not going to say what agency or department, because quite honestly, she um, adjusted her attitude after I made a little phone call. So I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. And... Um, Someone called her and asked for the head of that department, like their name and email address. And she said, no, she can't give it. She can't give that information. Uh, she needs to know why they're, why they need it and why they're calling. And, you know, I hate when civil servants do this, you know, this is such a simple thing, but it really gets under my skin because it demonstrates that civil servants miss that part of the title called servants. They miss that we, the people, are actually paying their salaries through the things that we pay for, whether it's duty and government fees and whatever. They're here to be of service to the general public. So nothing you do in your capacity in terms of your job title, your name, your email address, even your direct number at work is not private. And so when you call these departments and they're like, oh, well, we can't give you that information. Who does it belong? To? Like, why are you calling? And why are you drilling people? So I called this young lady and I asked for it. She must have knew my voice because she gave me the information right away. And I said, let me tell you something. I said, a young lady just called and said that you would not give her that information. What, what, what gives? Oh, but, you know, the higher ups in here, my supervisors. I said, do I need to put your supervisors on blast? Because they should not be instructing you to not provide people with information. That's ridiculous. And I cannot believe that here we are in 2023 and government agencies and departments are still doing this foolishness. Folks, it is very, very, very simple. Huh? If someone calls, and I don't care what department it is, Remember last week when I called the RCAPS? Oh, we can't give you his direct line. Really? Why can't you give me his direct line? He thinks he owns that phone number. Huh? Is he paying the bill for that number? No. That number, that 244 whatever extension, belongs to the people of the Cayman Islands. If you don't want to be of that level of service to the people, don't go work for government. You don't want to answer people's questions about who heads up your department 
and how to reach them by email, then you should not be working for government. And for the record, there's no such thing as a private email address or private phone number or private job title in a government agency. So every single person in government has an email address for the most part. It's first name dot last name at gov dot ky. Now, some of them, if they have a slightly different uh, name or a common name, I should say, it is possible that they might have like a hyphenation or number or something because, you know, everybody in, in government got a last name, Ebanks. That's the most common name. So a lot of times um, what you see happening there is they might have to add a little something onto it, but it's not a private number. Don't make, don't, don't make these government people fool you. Nothing about it is private. And the fact that they want to tell people that, to me, I'm just like, really? Come on now. So the commissioner, I, I, I feel like I should give his number here this morning, but he probably turned around and, um, <laughs> and change it by next week. You know, th this is exactly, uh, like I said, what is happening in this community. It's just a bunch of ridiculousness. Hmm. All right. Um, all I can tell them is, please, we're expecting you to do better. And I suppose at this point in time, now that we have a new commissioner in there, this is a perfect opportunity for us to express to him, you know, our concerns that have been happening for far too long in the RCIPS. So, um, Anita's asking about a meeting at Vine and Tap, who the heck is Vine and Tap to discuss the new digital ID card? Can you please find out? I thought I heard it on the radio last night. Oh, well, I mean, I can't believe they'd be having a meeting and not send out that information to the general public, but we will certainly inquire because I have not heard that. So I don't know. Good morning to Miss Lucille. Uh, says that she's feeling bad for the lady. Um, I cannot see you doing, I cannot see you doing a GoFundMe page to help her. It is not like the guy that pick up. So I don't know what to do. Well, listen, uh, we cannot sit back and allow a member of our community under any circumstances, really, who has done nothing wrong. She is not in the wrong here, right? To not get some help with this situation. So this is what I'm going to propose doing. This is why I was trying to find this number. Um, I am going to see if I can find her. All right, hold on. Let's give her a call. I want to get an update and I want to make sure because we haven't spoken to her in a little minute now. I just want to ensure that the information we have is the most accurate in terms of the fact that no one has called her yet 
and nothing has been done about the situation. The person you have called is unavailable. Please leave a message after the tone. Mm. Okay. Um, poor thing. She probably not even got no credit for her little phone now. I'll try again. But the person you have no. called is unavailable. Um. All right. Um. Let Let me see if I can reach her. And see. Let me just make sure I've got the number right. Yeah. If we can get a hold of her, what I'm proposing we do, folks, is the same way person you have called that we can pool our resources and help the lady who had her money stolen. And, you know, that lady was so kind enough. We actually gave her extra because, you know, you guys were so generous in your donations that um, she took what extra she had. She didn't go spend it on herself frivolously. She used that to help other people. Isn't that amazing? She really, really passed it on. Um, I mean, that lady, I thank her so much for being as generous um, as she was with her attitude of gratitude and also her willingness to help other people when she was given an abundance. So let us help Miss Magalie Henry with doing a similar drive, folks. Um, I'm going to call on you guys again to if you can afford to donate. I don't want to put anyone in. You know, I know a lot of people might be willing to give, but their um, pocketbooks are just really, really tight. I completely understand that. But if we can get, it's $1,300. So all we need is, depending on how much you can give, if you can give 50, that's great. If you can give 100, that's great. You know, if if we're at 100, that would be only 13 people that need to give. So you do the math, depending on how much um, we have. Let's try to see if we can do a little bit of a fundraiser for Ms. Magdalene to try to get her um, 26 people would be if we all chipped in $50, okay? So let us see what we can do, folks. You know, uh, we a lot of us are blessed. We're able to pay our bills. We're able to pay our mortgage. We're able to have a little bit extra laying around the place. And this is now an opportunity to dig into a little bit of extra, dig into your piggy banks and see if you can help uh, Ms. Magdalene Henry who had $1,300 taken from her. Now, that doesn't mean that we're going to let this guy get away with it. I don't want you all to confuse me. I just want Ms. Magdalene to get settled and be in a place of her own where her um, headspace can be, um, I'm going to try calling it one more time, where her headspace can be. The person you have called is out of. Where her headspace can be, um, you know, a little bit better because I'm hearing now that the poor woman is that she's suffering from depression, which I could I can completely understand. This is the type of thing that would make anybody depressed, to be honest. Right? This is the kind of thing that, that gives your heart trouble. No good man. I'll tell you, these people are something else. So I'm gonna reach out to her. I'll keep um poor thing. She probably can't even. Um, she's probably not even got a little credit on her phone now. You see, these people really put you in a bad position, man. I tell you, mm -mm -mm. unbelievable. But we'll reach out to her. Please, can we go ahead and do another drive where we can help 
Miss um, Magali. Let me see if she has WhatsApp. I'm not sure if she has WhatsApp. Oh, it looks like she might, I think. I'm trying to see if the message will get delivered. All right, so dig, dig, dig deep in your pocket. I'm going to make a donation um, here as well. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Sunday. Great morning, program. More. We need more like you in this island. Oh, boy. The one, the one thing that people is forgetting mm-hmm. how and thank the person that is helping you put that on there is Donald Seymour. Mm-hmm. Without him, you wouldn't be doing what the good that you're doing in this island. So I want a big shout out to DMS and Donald Seymour, mm-hmm. the owner of of those radio stations. Um, you know, it, it is sad that we have such criminal elements in our society. Mm-hmm. The, these guys that come, you know, these are Johnny coming along lately. Mm-hmm. We had some of the most beautiful Jamaicans and foreign entities that came here years ago. It was a pleasure knowing these people. But do I want to know the, the, the journey come along lately? It is sad that people can rip off the, the, the average little citizen that don't have anything. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, the police is not doing there. This man should have been arrested. If you go into a restaurant and you, mm-hmm. and you eat the food, they serve you what you want. It's It's quality and quantity and then you walk out without paying willfully walk out because sometimes i i walk out too but, mm-hmm. but then i catch myself in the parking lot oh hell i gotta go back and pay you know if a person is willfully doing this mm-hmm. the police should be it should be a crime mm. it's nothing to do with civil with a civil matter exactly this is theft. I mean, this is this is a this is a perfect example of theft. It's it's just it's just shocking that the police try to shrug off their duty in so many of these cases, claiming, "Oh no, that's a civil matter that has nothing to do with us." But but, but like the previous caller said, until somebody box them down, then they can get involved. Yeah, but that that won't help the matter. That I, no no no. I'm not saying I'm not by any means I, suggesting I that we done. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes you want to to. You know, take be a vigilante and, and you know, and and do stuff like that. But I, I would not advocate doing taking violence uh, or committing a crime because that does not help mm-hmm. the situation. I feel that if you keep the pressure on the police, mm-hmm. they are going to get to a point where they have they have no place to run. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, right now, they're going around in a round bottle and, and going around in circles because they don't know what to do. If we don't know what to do being a police officer, then get out, get out of the police force. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and another subject is that um, I see where DeSantis has signed the bill um, for, for raping 
Uh, oh, yes. We're, we're going to so, get to that. Oh, honey child. We are getting to that. Don't worry. Well, I'll call, I'll call in later. Yes. Thank you so much. That's good news. But anyway, um, if you can get the number for this lady, give me a give me a call or, or put it up on the, you know, on your um, mm -hmm. forum. You know, it, it's really sad. This lady should not be going through this. Mm -hmm. And and if this woman gets so depressed because she cannot pay her bills, she probably struggled to get that mm -hmm. 1300 and that criminal. And I repeat, he is a criminal. And my mm -hmm. name is Dexter Ebanks. I don't care. Make him sue me. Where the hell can I go? I'm 76 years old. Mm hmm and that's my stance on it. And many other Caymanians, where is it? Where are Caymanians uh, on this issue? We support the Cayman kind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, people don't want to get involved until it, it's their, it's their family or them that that is that is um, in a situation. A yeah. yeah. And you know, the sad thing is, quite frankly. It's only a matter of time. If we continue to allow this type of behavior to seep into our community and go unchecked, this is going to be the norm. I mean, enough of it is going on as it is. And, and like Miss Brenda says, everything has become a civil matter for these new fashion police. If that's the case, what purpose do they serve? And I have to agree with Miss Brenda. I'm asking the same question every single day. Miss Dorothy say they're serving no purpose. And this is going to cause good citizens of this country to get an, in, angry enough that go, go and find him mm -hmm. and, and probably either I hope it does not happen but kill him or meme him or or or, or something else that, that he could wish he had never seen the Cayman Islands because these are these are things that you know mm -hmm. there are a lot of people that is hot under the collar. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. To, to know that this man, this, I wouldn't even call him a man, and I'm exactly. not going to call him a, 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 an animal because that would be degrading my dog. That monster to do that to that lady. Yes. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Sunday, keep up. The thank good you, my work. dear. I appreciate and it. I, again, I thank Donald Seymour for uh, bringing this uh, station where you can bring it to the forefront. I appreciate Without it. Without you, we would not have a lot of knowledge of what's going on. Thank you so much, my dear. Okay, Sunday. And um, yes, I mean, big shout out to um, obviously DMS Broadcasting and Bobo 89.1 FM. You know, um, just for the record, we had this show going and it was quite, it was already quite a popular show, uh, just that we weren't on traditional radio. But I recognize and I thank um, Don for reaching out. Uh, when this station was about to go, um, you know, they'd been planning for some time when it was about to go live. And he said, we need a, we need a headliner uh, show in the mornings and you've already got a show going that's already very popular. Would you be interested? And um, it was a business decision for the most part because um, I pay for the airtime. Every single morning I'm on here, I'm paying to be here. <laughs> so nobody pays me. I'm paying for the airtime. And so I remember having conversations, um, you know, I sat down and talked with my husband because of financial commitment. And I said, are, are we going to be able to afford to add this, you know, because there's no guarantees uh, that you're going to be getting any advertising or anything else. So you, you know that this is another bill that you're going to have to pay no matter what. And so I said, you know, are, are we going to be able to do it? And I got to tell you, 
as he is, he's very, very conservative. And he was a little bit lukewarm and like, mm, I don't know, Sandy. And of course, you know, y'all know I'm, I'm passionate. So I said to my husband, I said, honey, child, you've got to be prepared to take risk in life, right? You can't be safe. You can't be on the safe side all the time. Sometimes you got to jump in to the deep end and simply say, you know what? Win, lose, or draw, at least we're going to, to give it a shot. And so um, I then made the executive decision after consulting with him that we were going to do it. And it is what it is. Um, so here we are. So thank you, Mr. Dexter, um, for, you know, recognizing we're making sacrifices to try to help people. So thank you. Big shout out to Yasmin. She's going to commit to $50. Mary, I've got you down for $50. Lavana, I've got you down for $50. I'm going to put myself down on the list. And um, I got a lot going on this month, including traveling coming up, but I'm going to put myself down for $300. All right, folks. So that means that we're now in for $475. Please message me if you can assist. Um, some people are messaging saying that they would like to, but of course, you know, the heart is willing and the pocketbook isn't. Um. Rosie says, we the people of the Cayman Islands request you create a CMR investigation unit. <laughs> My dear child, um, we're already doing that. So I don't need to, I don't know if we need to formalize it anyway. Thank you, Miss Darlene McKenzie. She's gonna do uh, Mackenzie. Miss Darlene Manzanares. We have two Darlene's that are often on the program with very similar names, both DMs. One is Manzanares. Thank you, Miss Darlene. She's going to commit to um, $50 as well. I appreciate that. Um, Lisa says, put her down for $100. Thank you, Lisa. Oh, you guys are so amazing. Thank you so much. Um, Miss uh, Perla says, morning all. That's what I said before, change your motto. We listen, we protect, we act. Well, I'm challenging the RCIPS to say that y'all need to please listen a little bit more and perhaps act a little bit more as well. Oh my gosh. My little heart, my, my, my little MP friend says he's going to match what I put in. Oh, you're such a sweet, you know, I, there are times I just want to hug you and I'm sure you probably need a hug probably every day. I was reading something about the importance of hugs the other day and saying, you know, hug, especially children as much as you can, because it really helps their psychological well-being hug them often thank you so much so that's another match of three hundred dollars so we're well on our way and um i want to remind you guys that the gentleman we're not gonna call him a gentleman uh, obviously i've just lost my mind in that moment excuse me um the man who has put miss magdalene in this unfortunate position his name is samuel campbell and um, i'm just gonna remind you guys of what mr samuel looks like he's out there living his best life he took this woman's money and actually, um, you know, paid his house insurance. Uh, who does that? And then tell her she must, she must turn around and wait for him to get it back. Miss Donna is going to do $25. Thank you. She says, I have the cash right now, honey jail. All right. Thank you, Miss Donna. I appreciate you. 
Tracy is going to commit. She's going to pledge $100. Thank you, my love. Oh, you're so sweet. You know, if we're a community that can't help each other. Um, this person says, put me down for $50 from Logic Tech. Steven, thank you, Steven. Um, appreciate you so much. And give your company a shout out. I don't know what you guys do at Logic Tech, but thank you very, very much. So we got him down for 50. Another person says, good morning. I'd like to make a donation to Miss Henry. Thank you, darling. Just let me know how much you're able to give. All right. Um, I can try to get everybody down that's messaging me. And then I'll send you guys the bank account info. If you can do it online, that's the best thing for me because I really don't have the time to be driving all over <laughs> the island trying to pick up money. Plus, I'm one of those people that don't like to walk around money in my hand. Um, all right. Okay, $50 from Mystic Floral Limited, Duran. Thank you, Duran. And big shout out from his company as well. Any little party um, arrangements that you need or floral supplies and so forth, contact Mystic Floral. Um, they'll take care of you. Yes. Okay, so let me, let me do some quick math now and see where we're up to because I think we actually might be pretty close. Look at that already. As, as, as people like to say, look at God. Working working again this morning on the hearts of the people of the Cayman Islands. So we got um, 600 plus 50, that's uh, 225 plus, that's another 150. Y'all know I got my calculator handy because I'm the worst at math. So 150 and then another 175. So we're at 1150 so far, folks. So we're close. Almost there. So um, stretch out your arms a little bit to me. We got another person. Thank you so much, darling. She says that she's going to pledge $50. Um, and she's going to remain anonymous. Thank you, darling. We call you J JP for short. Yes. So she's going to do $50 as well. And she wishes to remain anonymous. Appreciate it. All right. So we're close. Very, very close. That brings us up to how much now? That's, is that 1200 Yes, so we're at $1,200, $100 more. And look at that. So amazing. And um, we'll reach out to her. Oh, Christopher Bryan. Oh, you just made that. Oh, my God. Thank you so much, Chris. Oh, my God. He's going to do $100. And we have met our goal this morning. Wow. Thank you. Give give y'all a give yourselves a pat on the back. Don't worry, Levon. I got you down. Yes, I got you for seventy five dollars. Um, and then here's the thing, right? So Samuel's um, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, another one for fifty dollars. Okay, thank you, ma'am. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing now, right? Unfortunately, there's some people who believe that they can get away with this type of egregious behavior because, you know, the RCIPS. Um, thank you, sir. Uh-huh. We got some more coming in. You guys are so wonderful. Um, 
they believe that they can get away with it. And it's unfortunate that when people, you know, um, do these sorts of things, of course, if they actually do get away with it, that emboldens them even more. I mean, I was a bit taken aback by the audacity of this man to actually say that because this woman tried to help herself by contacting the police and by reaching out to CMR, that he was definitely now not going to give her her money back. I thought, sir, something seems to not be quite firing straight in your head. You're in the wrong. You had a contractual agreement with this person. We have it in writing, right? What makes you think you are bold to think that you can now tell this woman after making this arrangement with her, it wasn't any fault of Ms. Magley why she um, wasn't able to move in. He, his wife is the one who said, no, 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 no. Uh, we've changed our minds. We want to rent it to somebody else. Well, then you give her her money back. So I am really, really quite shocked. Let's try to give him a call again this morning. I doubt he'll answer a call. But I'm really shocked at his attitude. And that speaks volumes. Does not subscribe to a voice mailbox mm -hmm. service. Please try your... Right? That speaks volumes, folks, for the type of person that he is. And so I am all for, yes, we're going to help poor people, but we're also going to help people get justice. So I'm going to stay on the police. I saw um, your comment there. Um, got another $50. Thank you. I saw your comment there, Miss Brenda, about contacting Inspector Best. So let's try to give him, not Inspector Best, um, Chief Superintendent Ebanks. So let's try and give him a call this morning. Yep, he's probably in a meeting. See if we can reach anybody over the RCAPS. Yes, good morning. We're trying to see if we can get in contact with Chief Superintendent Ebanks. Okay, um, hold for me, please. Thank Let you. All right, thanks. I said yes at quarters. Good morning. Hi, good morning. We're trying to get in contact with Chief Superintendent Ebanks. Um, give me one moment, please. Okay, thank you. I see Rough Seas says that he never had intentions to give the money back. He's just using that as an excuse. Well, he's completely in the wrong. And so we're going to try the RCAPS angle again. But if we also have to help Ms. Magdalene sit down and fill out, you know, summary court papers, we're going to do that also. Alejandro says, CMR, such a blessing. Bless you, Sandy, in the helpful community. Um, Alejandro says, Mr. Braddy Banks is so helpful. Well, let's see. Hello. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Um, good morning, Ms. Sandra. How are you? Yes, Mr. Brad. Yes. Yes. Um, just for complete transparency, we do have you live on radio. Oh, okay. And we, we want to ask a favor of you, sir. We shouldn't be begging yeah. RCIPS to do their job, but we have a situation with a lady by the name of Miss Magdalene Henry. We've just done a little fundraiser for her. 
to try to raise her $1,300 rent money that she lost from a gentleman. Let's not call him a gentleman. A man by the name of Samuel Campbells, right? So Samuel right. took her money for rental property, spent it on his insurance. He admitted that to her um, and then refuses to give her money back after saying that he would return it, claiming that because she went and complained to the RCIPS on multiple occasions, she's reached out to us. He's not going to give her her money back. Now, she has come, to my knowledge, at least twice to the RCIPS and filed a report. On the 15th of last month, we called and we spoke to Inspector Bess. He said he would look it up and he would give her a call and he would do a follow-up to see where the matter was. To this day, to now, today is October the 4th, she's not heard from anyone from the RCIPS. And this is really unfortunate. Right. Okay, I am aware of the of the investigation that has been assigned out to, to an officer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really can't comment on the investigation. Okay. Well, has, has anybody contacted her? I mean, we don't need, we can call Ms. Magdalene at some point. I'm sure she'll tell us when we're able to reach right. her, but I'm wondering, has anyone actually reached out to her? Right. I would have to look into the report to see, to get an update. Yes. Cause th- this um, is where there's a problem, can... right? In the communication. Like, we don't need to know. Like I said, she'll tell us all of what's happening, I'm sure. Yes. But, yes. you know, somebody needs to at least pick up the phone and call her. Right. Okay. I will, I'll check on the, on the status of the report and mm-hmm. we can we can. We and can while I have you on the phone, yes, while I have you on the phone, can I also, from a bit of a personal perspective, express something to you, right? So, sure. you know, you guys have new leadership. We're so proud as Caymanians to finally have Caymanians at the top. And, you know, we're hopeful that um, don't take this as an insult. I mean, you're a Caymanian, that there's nobody behind the scenes pulling your strings that's not a Caymanian. And you guys actually can understand what this community needs at this point in time from the RCAPS. Having said that, I, uh, around the 5th of last month of, no, August actually, I sent in a report about something that I consider extremely serious. Um, I sent it to the com- the former commissioner. He assigned it to, I think it was Mr. Ricardo and somebody else. And they reached out and said that they had, um, let me just tell you what they said on August the 7th, that they were looking into it. So on the 7th of um, August, he acknowledged my report, identified himself as PC Brown. He's an investigating officer assigned to the matter. And he said that he would have to um, obtain uh, some intelligence. You'd have to get their intelligence department to obtain some information, right? So I said, fine, not a problem. He actually sent that a month later on September the 7th to update me and kind of, you know, where it was. Okay. So imagine my surprise when um, last week I received a phone call from one of your female officers saying that she had been given the matter to deal with. And she wanted to know whether or not I still wanted to pursue this because she doesn't see the sense in it. Because I'm a public figure, I should expect certain things to happen. I, I was like, excuse me? Hmm. Uh, so my question to you this morning is, I want that li- looked into. I'm sure you guys can pull the phone conversation and hear exactly what she said to me and how it was said. Do I just send an email to the professional standards unit directly? Or how do I request now that that be looked into? Okay, I think if you could just send me an email. Uh, I can send it to you? Yes, yeah, I can look into it for you. Okay. All right, I will do that this morning. Okay, thank you. All right, and we and appreciate you, and I'll tell Miss Magdalene that she can expect a phone call hopefully soon from one of your officers. 
Okay. All thank, right, you thank you so much. much. All right. Okay, bye-bye. You see, folks, it's not rocket science. It's really not that difficult. And it's not that we're on a fishing expedition. We don't need, we don't expect him to tell us anything. If we want to know anything, we can call Ms. Magdalene ourselves. We only want y'all to call the woman and tell her what's going on. Thank you, Chief Superintendent Brad Ebanks. You see, that now is service. That's key mankind. Appreciate you, sir. Let's move on. And I'll email him about my matter as well because I was so taken aback by that situation. I can't, I can't believe it. Anyway, thank you. Um, and you know, we listen, we're here to work with you guys. Y'all think it makes me feel good to talk about the RCIPS? They're here to try and protect us all. I mean, that's what we want anyway. All right, let's move on. So um, we have a situation with these poor Cubans. I feel so sorry for what has happened to them. Um, John LaRusso's came unkind. Isn't that his job? Yes, but even within the context of your job, John, you can still exhibit came unkind. Um, so listen, I, I don't know what to say. These poor people got shipwrecked, it looks like. Uh, you know, the the journey that Cubans take to leave Cuba, you have to understand, obviously, their level of desperation. And my heart really does um, feel it for them. And this trip, unfortunately, turns out was not a good trip at all. So what we know has happened is that there were a number of Cubans on a vessel. And unfortunately, they ran into some issues and basically it was shipwrecked. They said, um, the first article we had is that numerous ones of them were feared dead. Uh, there was 10 migrants out to sea and they said that they were attacked by sharks. We have, you know, photos of them um, dehydrated and uh, really just looking depleted and, you know, in the worst of conditions. Um, and they have said, listen, you know, the first reports were that multiple people may have actually perished. Now, we we think our government needs to be a little bit quicker with trying to uh, repatriate them back home, send them back home, all this kind of stuff. But nobody wishes for anyone to lose their life when they're really just trying to find a better um better place to live, a better, you know, better opportunities and so on. So here's some of them being rescued by the Coast Guard. So I do want to take my hats off to the Cayman Islands Coast Guard and thank them for um, their rescue efforts. I believe that they would have been working in conjunction with the RCIPS to um, rescue these individuals. Now, I do have someone who sent me some stuff about the Coast Guard that was not flattering. And um, what I will do is I will print that information anonymously as a um, an editorial piece because they had quite a bit to say that they're like, Sandy, don't make them people fool you. They're not doing the best job, but you know what? <laughs> In the circumstances, I'm just happy that they were able to recover um, some of these individuals. And by way of an update, um, the RCIPS has indicated that, um, you know, they have now stood down the mission. So in other words, um, there are no more rescue efforts um, that will be undertaken. If souls have been lost, then that's pretty much it. It's an unfortunate uh, situation, to say the least. 
Ay, ay, ay. So, um, a number of Cuban nationals have been reaching out to us asking for our assistance and, um, you know, asking for us to help them. And uh, all I can say is I don't know what we can do. Now, what they would like to know, and I think this is a fair uh, question, is they're trying to ascertain which of their family members, which of their, you know, um, fathers, uncles, you know, these men or someone to someone uh, who actually made it out alive. So we know that some people, unfortunately, did not make it. I don't know if we have an exact fix on the numbers as yet. And so people are reaching out saying, Miss, please tell us who. So here's a recommendation that I'm going to make, because I know that there's a specific protocol that normally is um, undertaken when it comes to Cuban migrants. They go through a certain processing with CBC, right? And of course, CBC doesn't provide us with any information, um, you know, to be able to pass it along, really. But I think that maybe at this time, it would be worth having some sort of a, I don't know if they want to do it as a press conference or how they want to deliver the information with the actual migrants that were recovered if they're up for it. So give them the option. I mean, you know, it's up to them, I suppose, if they want to go on camera, but at least to be able to tell their loved ones in their own words that they are safe and what happened. You know, again, in other jurisdictions, we've even seen this in Honduras, for example, when migrants come aboard, even as they are being processed by the respective agencies, media has access to them and media can interview them and say, hey, you know, what is your name? Where are you from in, 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 uh, in Cuba? You know, you want to say a message to your family. You want to talk to your family. Tell us, you know, what is the situation? So I have a lady right now. I'm going to try to. Tell her Buenos Dias. Uh, if she can, llama uh, me. Y'all got to excuse my Spanish. Llama me el número de teléfono. Teléfono. And then we're going to give her the show number to call in if she'd like to. And then, like I said, I, mean, I might need to have somebody. Um, I know I'm spelling telephone wrong. Telephono. Yeah, okay. Um, so she has sent a picture um, and she has said in Spanish, let me see if I can translate this. She said, hola, buenas noches. This was um, last night. Um, Soy la familiar de uno de los narufragos en Caiman Brac. So basically, she says, hello, good night. I am a family member of one of the, I don't know what Naya Fragos is, but I guess um, we know, you know, one of the guys, basically, in Cayman Brack. Okay, so then she goes on to say, me dijeron en una publicación que hice de mi tío y les Gustaria charlar conmigo, por favor. So basically, that she's—I think she's saying that she saw in her newspaper um, 
something and then her uncle and basically she wants to know please uh, what are, what is shalad i don't know what verb that is um and then she says el is mi tío que iba en esa embarcación que naufragó i don't know what is naufragó all right so some of y'all who speak espanol help me out with that specific term but she's um sent a photo now of her uncle and what he looks like. So she's saying that basically she is trying to find any information um, on her uncle. And so we don't know if he is one of the individuals who is recovered or not. So um, let me see now. Um... Let me see. I don't really see. Uh, hmm. I was trying to see if there's a way to call her through Messenger because they always add these little features. I don't see an option to call her. But, you know, she if she can come on and tell us a little bit more about her uncle, I guess we can do our best to see if we can find him. This is his photo, and this is what he looks like. So... Um, I don't know if anyone in Cayman Brack might have seen the individuals. Oh, thank you, Inspiring. So Inspiring says, Nawafragos is shipwrecked and Shalad is to talk. So, okay, thank you very much. Um, so her uncle, uh, they're looking for him. She was to speak to you. Thank you, Marco. So, um, you know, this is, is very, very unfortunate. Mm-mm-mm. We don't know exactly how many people. Um, you know, I think it's fair to say that unfortunately there have been some loss of life at sea. And um, I don't know if her uncle is one of those individuals or not. So if you know anything that can be of assistance, I do think that the government should at the very least try to um you know, provide some sort of information um, to the general public so that these Cuban nationals can know um, whether or not their loved ones um, have been, let me see if I can call her, whether or not they have been, um, you know, whether or not they perished or not. I mean, people want to know. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Um, so someone says, um, this is a diplomatic. She said, good morning, Sandy. Um, this is a diplomatic situation. It is not appropriate to try to assist no matter how heartbreaking it is. Mm, you're disclosing this information can put us in a bad situation if the political asylum is refused. I don't understand what this has to do with political asylum, but okay. There are diplomatic ways it needs to be done. Hmm. So diplomatic ways it needs to be done. I'm not understanding what the diplomatic issue would be. They're either dead or alive. I mean, that's, that's all this woman wants to know. Is her uncle dead or alive? How's that going to impact a political asylum situation? I have no idea. I'm not a diplomat and I'm not here to say that, you know, 
<laughs> but I mean, can we not at least let them know if their family member is dead or alive? Rossi says half of them don't carry ID for a reason. So when they give a name, it'll be a whole new identity. Well, we are aware, um, rough seas, and we've talked about this before, and this I think is very, very problematic. Um, but we are aware that, in fact, sometimes it takes the, the authorities here um, some time to identify who they are because of the fact that they don't travel with any identification. And so, you know, that's unfortunate. And, and I think rough seas, it's probably, as you rightfully said, maybe strategically done because some of these people may have a past and may have records and all sorts of stuff that they don't necessarily uh, want people to know because it would be quite easy to put your, maybe they don't even have passports. I mean, we got to really give them the benefit of the doubt. If they've never traveled anywhere before, they probably don't even have a passport, but you think that they would have some sort of national ID. So as Brenda says, I'm sure that this will be done government to government. That's the protocol and legal protocol. That's a proper and legal protocol. Let them deal with it. Well, I don't know how long that's going to take, um, but I'm just letting y'all know that several of the family members are reaching out, trying to get some information on what has happened um, to their loved ones. And so, um, you know, it's it's unfortunate that um, uh, nothing can be forthcoming. You know, why, why is it that Cayman is the only place in the world that can have such strict diplomatic rules, even in, even in the U.S.? Even in Jamaica, we see people come on board, they're shipwrecked, whatever. It's so funny because we saw them release a photo of all of the Haitians the other day that were there. Sometimes, you know, like I said, in Honduras, they allow media to interview them. They can talk to media and they can say, hey, this is what happened. This is our story. I mean, I don't see why that would interfere with anything diplomatic. Like, I'm just not quite understanding. If governments have to go through the protocol, then that's fine. But in the meantime... You know, families are are left wondering exactly what has happened. Are you saying that because of of diplomacy, these people don't have a right to talk to media or to share their story of of what happened? Okay. Well, we'll see um, how long this is going to take. And uh, in the meantime, you know, I'm not really in a position to provide any assistance because I I don't know. You know, we. We were the first to get the information in terms of media, and we did put it up because Cayman Brackers essentially told us um, what was going on. And, um, you know, it's just a very, very heartbreaking situation. Thank you, Ingrid, for being willing to assist with um, translation. Inspiring says that there are human rights above diplomacy. Um, Reina is saying, have you read the agreement between us and Cuba and how these things are handled? I haven't, but I do know that uh, Mr. France Madison, Deputy Governor, has shared with us before, and I think as well as Mr. Charles Clifford over at CBC, some of the protocols um, involved here. So Damien says maybe it's because money will be sent to Cayman, to certain Cayman Cubans, and create human trafficking. Maybe because money will be sent to Cayman, to certain Cayman Cubans and create human trafficking? You mean if we know who shipwrecked? I'm not really sure. Um, I, I, listen, I've always said this last bunch that have got, come in, um, 
I have suspected for some time uh, that human trafficking has has been involved. All right, so we've we've got this young lady um, on the phone. So let's see if she speaks any English. I don't know. Um, let's see if we can get her. Let's see. Um, all right, so she's messaging us now. Uh, Ingrid, we might have to call you to translate, my dear. All right. Let's see what we can do. Good morning, call. Oh, okay. Um, all right. So she's giving us her WhatsApp number. Hold on. Three, two, four. All right. So we're going to have her. Call us. Um, uh-huh. Nine three six two six two six. S mejor. Uh-huh. Uh. All right, we're gonna get her. We're gonna get this young lady on the phone. Um, Ingrid, I'm gonna call you in the other line. Let me pull up my little translator here and we'll see uh, okay uh-huh. All right, so let me see here okay good who is this calling me? Good morning, caller. Are you trying to get on the program today? Hello? Are you trying to get on the show? Oh, hi. I'm actually on air at the moment. Yes. Yes, after 1030 is fine. Thank you. All righty. All right. Um, so she's saying that K S K este messenger no me deja abrir video camera. So um, she says that this is messenger, but she can't open like her video camera. And so I'm going to say no problemo. Um, uh, what's up call? Uh WhatsApp call is fine. Okay. Yeah. Your mother, they WhatsApp. All right. So um, let's just give us, okay. She said, yeah. Yeah. NVOL mensaje. Okay. So she's going to message us there. All right. So um, thank you very much. All right, a mess. Mm-mm-mm. All right, so let's see what we can do. Um, and then this morning after this uh, segment, I do want to talk about this situation with this house, uh, this entire apartment complex that has been condemned. 
Um, I'm trying to work my brain around this because this is quite an unbelievable story. All right, let's see if Ingrid is available. Hi, Ingrid. Morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Blessings. I'm, I'm good, darling. Um, I'm just trying to get this young lady on the other line here. Are you able to assist with translating now? Yes, ma'am. Okay. All right. So let me see. Um, I'm just waiting on her to message. Um, she says, okay. So let's just give her a few minutes to um, to add the call. And okay. then we can see. Um, trying to see if I can message her. I wish there was a way. WhatsApp has to. Um, oh, hold on. Let me see if this is it. Hola. I was going to say WhatsApp needs to get with the program now. Where <laughs> you know, shouldn't have to add a person. But I think I'm actually messaging her. Hold on. All right. All right, so we um okay, so she says hola. All right, so let's see now. Um oh, that's the wrong line. Oh momento. Um, I actually to message her from the show number. I never know when to use por or para. Por. For. Yeah, I know they both mean the same thing, but you use them different times, mm -hmm. right? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I got I to... Gotta... Okay, so numero para el um, espectáculo. Sí. The number for the spectacular, but she, for the for the she, show, how do you say show? For the show, that's what she wants to 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 say. That's what she wants to say. The number for the show, for your show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Um. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um. I'm messaging you from the show number, so we can. Okay. All right. Um, okay. You want you want to text her in Spanish? I can help you with that. No, no, no. I'm I'm using okay. the translator anyway. It's okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's the It's the other bit. All right. So we're going to just get her. And I think she's just checking her messages. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. All right. Can you hear her? Can you hear the phone ringing? Yes. Okay. Hola. Buenos dias. Uh, hola. Buenos dias. Um, Ingrid. Jump in. No, español. Buenos días. Yes. Buenos días. Uh, mi nombre es Ingrid Buenos y estoy días. aquí para asistirte. Uh -huh. mm. Mm, mi nombre es Gilead y soy familiar de uno de los náufragos desaparecidos y estamos buscando noticias. 
No sabemos nada Ay, de ello. Ok. Bueno, vamos a hacerle despacio para que la señora Sandra eh, pueda entender cuando yo le, le transfiera en inglés, ¿ok? Sí. ¿Estamos? Uh -huh. Ok. Ok, repíteme tu nombre, por favor. Mi nombre es Gilead Valdés Rómeda. Sí. Soy familiar de un... Gilead Valdés Rómeda. I'm one of the... Y soy um... familiar... Uh -huh. I'm one of the drift away uh, person, Elio Valdez Pereira. Mm -hmm. she, is family, she, is family, she is family to one of them. Yeah, that's her uncle. Uh -huh. El tío. Él es uno de los desaparecidos del naufragio, mi tío. Okay, that's one, that's her uncle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Y me gustaría sí. saber si hay alguna noticia sobre ellos. I'd like to know if there any news or any anyone knows about him. Mm -hmm. So, um, can you explain to her that the government, um, you know, which it's with them really, but they've not made any sort of official statement about who the individuals are, and that there's a process of um, like an intake process that they have to go through to um, figure the, out who it is, because of course, a lot of them don't travel with identification. Uh -huh. Desafortunadamente, el gobierno no ha tenido eh, aún noticias de ellos porque el desfortunio que eh, ha pasado ellos no han, ellos no eh, viajaron con ninguna clase de identificación como pasaporte. Entonces, el gobierno Exacto. sí está haciendo... ¿Cómo? Exacto, no Disculpe. tenían pasaporte. Mm -hmm. Exactamente, they didn't have no passport. I know. Están trabajando arduamente para eh, um, buscarles una solución pronta. Mm -hmm. And tell her that we are very sorry, you know, the people of the Cayman Islands um, are very, very sorry that this has happened and that it appears that some lives um, have been lost. La comunidad entera de Islas Caimán sentimos mucho su pérdida. Eh, sabemos, estamos, estamos conscientes de que han se han perdido varias vidas y lo sentimos mucho toda la comunidad de tal manera. Mm -hmm. But tell her until she knows for sure that, you know, maybe she should... Um, Just remain positive. There's hope until she knows something for sure. Le pedimos de corazón que mantengan, mm -hmm. se mantengan positivos. Porque honestamente están trabajando bastante para tratar de buscarles la mejor solución. Mm -hmm. Manténganse positivos. No pierdan la fe. Mm -hmm. Gracias. Sabemos por lo que están pasando. El otro, sí, el otro de los desaparecidos se llama Clayver Barrero. The one, the other one that mm -hmm. is disappeared as well is Clayver Barrero. Mm -hmm. Can she tell us exactly what day did they leave Cuba and where did they leave from? ¿Sabrías exactamente qué día partieron de Cuba y de dónde, en qué dirección? 
A ver, ellos partieron por las costas del sur de Ciego de Ávila, o sea, por Júcaro. Okay, they left from the south part of um, Cuba. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's, uh, there, there's a spot named Júcaro. Mm -hmm. And what day was that? The south part. ¿Qué día fue? ¿Tienes noción? A ver, debe haber sido, debe haber sido sobre el domingo antes pasado. Okay, ¿qué fecha? Y el martes. La señora Sandy va a leer lo que los guardacostas han dicho ayer. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So, um, two days ago, they said that they were resuming efforts to locate two missing Cubans. Um, dos días, hace dos días, están resumiendo eh, la búsqueda de los cubanos desaparecidos. So, they conducted the search and rescue efforts, resuming in Cayman Brac. Han conducido la, la búsqueda eh, por los lados de Cayman Brock. Mm -hmm. And they were told Exacto. that there were still two Cubans believed to be missing. Y les han comunicado que aún, han, eh, aún quedan dos cubanos que siguen desaparecidos. So, sí, son ellos the local um, search and rescue team focused their effort on a 30-mile radius. El, el equipo, el equipo de, de rescate están haciendo su mayor esfuerzo y están vigilantes para encontrarlos lo más pronto posible. Mm -hmm. I extend, Sandy. So, yes. So they rescued eight of the ten individuals. Han rescatado a ocho de los diez eh, eh, pasajeros. Mm -hmm. And so then um, yesterday uh, evening, uh, a day, one day ago, they said the search and rescue efforts had been suspended for the evening. And now um, they have said that after four days spent searching for the two Cuban nationals reported missing from Saturday, they've suspended all search efforts. En la tarde de ayer han suspendido las búsquedas hasta Nueva Orden, pero eso no uh -huh. significa de que no van a seguir buscando. ¿Sí me entiende? Sí, le entiendo. Mm -hmm. Sí, señora. So, um, unfortunately, if the numbers are correct, and I'm assuming, you know, this information is directly from the Coast Guard, if Los they have... Desafortunadamente, si los números son correctos, eh, eso indica sí. los guardacostas. Mm -hmm. sí. So, um, they, you know, obviously talked to the men that were rescued and they told ¿Han them. ¿Han hablado con la persona que fue rescatada? Yeah, they told them there were 10 sí. persons aboard sí. and sí. only eight. Eran 10 personas a bordo y solamente eh, encontraron ocho. Mm -hmm. 
So, um, you know, we don't have any names or information of the no eight. No tenemos nombre ni, eh, ni interrogación de, de los ocho que han sido rescatados. Mm -hmm. um, but hopefully, you know, um, as soon as they're initially processed, um, the government here in Cayman will allow them to contact family. Eh, en cualquier momento, el, el, el gobierno de aquí de Gran Caimán, los, um, si logran hablar con ellos y dar sus nombres, okay. eh, uh -huh. los van, los van a, les van a permitir que se comuniquen con sus familiares. Yes, that, that is the protocol. Ese es el protocolo. Ok. Sí. Ok, muchas gracias. Yes, and, and just let her know that... Um, I'm sure that they're aware of the, because of the this situation and this particular voyage, that they're aware of the necessity to maybe expedite it as much as they can, but they still have to follow identification and processing protocols. Están seguros, eh, el gobierno de aquí está eh, muy seguro de que apenas consigan la forma de que lo, el, los náufragos puedan comunicarse con sus personas y sus familiares. Entonces, seguirán el protocolo correcto para así eh, poderlos repatriar a su, a, a su país, sanos y salvos. Uh -huh. And she, okay. she, she is, um, she's for sure that they would have been in this boat because I know obviously uh, one of her listeners is saying, you know, boats are leaving every day. Just, just ask her again the exact area that they left from because somebody else who works closely with the Coast Guard is also wondering. Okay, ¿estás segura de que esas dos personas eh, que están desaparecidas estaban en, este, en, en, en esta embarcación? Y por favor, sí, totalmente segura. Sí, she's totally sure that those, were, that those um, two people was there. They were on that boat. There was on that boat, yes. yes. And repítenos, por favor, eh, la ruta, si tienes la ruta correcta de su partida de Cuba hacia este destino. A ver, eh, ellos salieron por aquí, por la costa sur, por, por Júcaro, so en la embarcación rústica. Y creo que iban destino Nicaragua, Honduras, México, no sé, ese era su destino. The destino, the route was supposed to be um, Honduras or Mexico or Nicaragua. Mm. So they wasn't definitely coming this way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They was aiming basically for Honduras, Mexico or Nicaragua. Yes. Wow. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Okay. Um, okay. Well, yeah, you know, we'll wait and, um, you know, tell her, obviously she reached out through Cayman Mall Road Facebook page. If we hear of any official updates or anything that could be useful to her and her family, um, you know, we will post it. Señora, le reiteramos, uh, Nuestras, nuestras más sentidas uh, condolencias de las vidas perdidas y eh, siéntase, siéntase tranquila un poco y puede comunicarse 
al foro de Keman Mall Road y en cualquier momento de que la, el gobierno de aquí reciba alguna noticia, se los haremos saber, el gobierno se lo hará saber, Keman Mall Road se lo hará saber, estarán en plena comunicación con ustedes. Ok. 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 Y por las vidas perdidas en nombre de Cayman Island, les damos nuestras más mm. sentidas condolencias y oramos en Dios de que esas dos personas que aún no han aparecido, tendremos fe en Dios de que esas dos personas familiares suyos puedan volver mm -hmm. a aparecer y puedan volverse a reunir con ustedes. Lo sentimos mucho. Gracias. Okay. Also, let her know that I will um, reach out to CBC, Cayman Border Control, and find out if there's a formal like contact number. In the past, they said no, but I'll reach out again and find out if there's a formal email or contact number for these uh, for her and her family to inquire. La señora Sandy le comunica de que ella personalmente regresará a las a, al gobierno sí uh -huh. para tratar de comunicarse tratar de conseguir números telefónicos o cualquier medio de comunicación claro que es eh, se le ha hecho difícil porque muchas veces no lo dan pero ella se tomará la tarea de tratar de conseguir hacer la forma de conseguir cualquier número telefónico o forma de comunicación para para que eh, para la tranquilidad de ustedes básicamente y ella se lo comunicará ella se lo estará comunicando así que por favor mantenga su número abierto eh, ok para esta ocasión sí mantenga su número abierto eh, sabemos que la ocasión en Cuba es difícil pero ella la señora Sandra ella Está en la tarea y junto con el gobierno, el CBC de Cayman, ¿ok? Ok. Mil gracias a ustedes, que Dios los bendiga. Thank you. Amén, y a usted también. Mantenga la tranquilidad. Confía en Dios que todo pasará. Ok. Ok. Thank you. Ok. Gracias por comunicarse. Gracias, igual a ustedes. Okay, thank you so much. Okay. Gracias. Um, it's a difficult situation. Ingrid, thank you so much, my darling. Um, your translation oh, services you were that. impeccable, I must say. Thank you. And I appreciate you uh, be willing to step forward to assist um, us as well. It's a very difficult situation. We have to understand, like, you know, if any of us were in, in her shoes, of course, we'd understand why she's upset. Uh, yes, ma'am, that's yeah. right. And I very, very feel for these people is human and they go um, out of their way to find a better living. And a lot of people don't understand their situation, what I do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Thank you, Ingrid, darling. Yes, ma'am, anytime. I appreciate you. <laughs> you're welcome. Yes, ma'am, you're welcome. All right, dear. Bye bye. All right, folks. So, um, you know, not much that we, what we read from her is, uh, or read to her is what officially has been provided.
but I don't know how much of that information she had access to. So at least it sounds like um, she probably didn't have a whole lot of information. So at least that gives her some indication that from the looks of it, it's two lives that have been lost um, at sea. Two souls. Let's go ahead and take a commercial break, folks. We'll be right back after these messages. Vehicles are not only unsightly, they also lower the quality of life in our neighborhoods and pose serious public health and safety risk. To report a derelict vehicle, please call the Department of Environmental Health on 949-6696. Be a part of the solution, not the pollution. Littering is a crime punishable by a $500 fine or six months in prison. Brought to you by the Beautification Task Force and Ministry of Tourism and Ports. Caymanians, Whopper fans, I do declare that this king is angry. The Angry Whopper is back after four years. Flame grilled quarter pounder topped with melted pepper jack cheese, hot angry sauce, crispy angry onions, iceberg lettuce, jalapenos, and tomato. But that is not all. You can now get angry everything. Angry chicken, angry fish, even angry breakfast. Ask for angry at Burger King and we'll add pepper jack cheese, angry sauce, angry onions, and jalapenos to any sandwich. Angry everything is here for a limited time only and only at Burger King. I'm Kenneth Bryan, Minister for Tourism and Ports, and I need your help to keep our beautiful islands clean. Littering is unsightly and negatively impacts our tourism industry, which is crucial to our economy. Keeping our islands clean is everyone's responsibility, so let's all work together to keep the Cayman Islands beautiful for generations to come. Be a part of the solution, not the pollution. Littering is a crime punishable by a $500 fine or six months in prison. Brought to you by the Beautification Task Force and Ministry of Tourism and Ports. Ocean Ridge Heights offers an amazing opportunity to own a piece of land in idyllic Cayman Brack, right on the bluff, starting from $80,000. Located in a quiet residential area with high elevation, these lots are ideal for a future home or investment property and are sure to go fast. Cayman Brack offers a laid-back lifestyle, amazing pristine diving, limestone caves, diverse flora, along with amazing wildlife. Inquire about the owner financing options so that you can secure your piece of paradise today. With only a few lots remaining, these are sure to go before you know it. Contact Crichton Properties today on 345-949-5250 or info at CrichtonProperties.com. Recover Personal Injury Attorneys, helping injured people get what they deserve. Did you know that insurance companies have lawyers that represent their interests? Before signing and accepting any settlement, know your rights. Call us today for a free consultation at 924-9999. That's 924-9999. Recover. Your personal injury attorneys are on standby to assist. All right, folks. Um, welcome back to the program. Somebody just said the translator deserves a lunch gift card. Don't worry. We'll, we'll take Ingrid for lunch. Um, but of course I know that she's always, um, willing to assist and to help. Um, okay. It's an, it's an unfortunate situation folks. And it's very, very sad. And I say that, you know, as, um, you know, much as we like to complain here in Cayman, we still have no clue what real poverty is like, it's relative, believe me you. And, um, you know, the desire for them to leave uh, Cuba in search of a better life 
um, far outweighs the the perception or the understanding that the risk that they're taking is immense. You know, um, it's literally life or death. And unfortunately, in this instance, it looks like um, unfortunately some of them may have perished. So um, our condolences to the family of those two individuals. You know, they are still holding on to hope, I'm sure, because uh, sometimes they end up going adrift and might be picked up. We've seen them in the past picked up by the Mexican authorities or, you know, they float towards Honduras. So like I said, I think exactly, Alexi, uh, no news is good news. Um, well, that's not what she said. She says still no news regarding the Cuban shipwreck. So we provided what news we have. But I think until we know for sure, like give it a couple more days, like people have been shipwrecked at sea sometimes for even a week or, you know, you don't know. So I wanted to give her hope um, and just you could see how emotional she was and how upset she is. But I said, you know what, just hold on to hope. Because listen, humans, we can endure anything, anything in this world, any kind of war, trauma, Holocaust, if we believe that there's something at the end of it. This is true. The human brain has been designed to understand that suffering, if you know that suffering is only temporary and that your suffering has an end, you'd be surprised what you're able to endure. So, you know, I think the message really that I wanted her to understand is just to remain hopeful, continue to um, pray, but remain hopeful that they may be recovered, they may be found. I mean, you know, we don't know yet. So just hang on to a little bit of hope. Um, Ms. Marjorie says, Sandra, you and CMR are next to none. We so needed a show like this. You touch people's lives. God bless you. Thank you so much. And... Uh, you know, we're, we're not, um, I always say, you know, we're not everybody's cup of tea and we're not cookie cutter and we don't do things perhaps the way that um, some people want things done, you know. But I can tell you that really and truly um, the overarching remit of this platform is to try to help people. So. All right. Speaking of helping people, a um, couple of things I, I want to um, discuss this morning. And then I've got a couple of videos. So I do want to play a um, big shout out to Miracle Brokers and Island Shipping. They have a new partnership where now people between Honduras and the Cayman Islands will be able to um, trade a lot easier because the route has been set. And it's going to be every two weeks that the boat is going. They've committed for a year. Uh, so I'm going to play that interview here so that you guys can get some um, details on that. And um, I also want to talk now about, and we'll do a, um, a video also from, um, from uh, UCCI because they've got some news that they wanted to share with us. But I do want to spend a little bit of time this morning talking about the situation, which when I first heard about it, it was difficult for me to wrap my brain around what was actually being said to me, that a property which had previously been approved 
by um, government, by planning department. Um, you know, has now had their card, their what we call um, I don't know if they call it a red card or yellow card or whatever here, but basically the certificate of occupancy, which says, okay, you can move in. You know, everything is past inspection. Everything's fine. They've actually had their certificate of occupancy pulled. I couldn't, I couldn't understand this. When the one, one mother first reached out talking about how she's in a desperate situation now to find somewhere to go because the building that she her apartment that she went to the bank, got a bank loan from credit union, borrowed money, right? Now she's in this home and she's being told that you have to get out. This building is not safe. They put a sticker on each of the um, doors to say you, you, this is an unsafe building. I was like, huh? Child, my brain was just like, wait a minute. I don't know that I understand what it is that you're saying. She was so distraught, as you can well imagine. So let me show you all the complex. Hold on one second now. Let me see. Where are we at? Mm -mm -mm. It's just absolutely shocking. And it I, I just have so many questions about how this happened. So here's the unsafe building, do not enter, in accordance with section 115 of the 20, 2016 Cayman Islands Building Code. And by order of the director of planning, this building is deemed unsafe and should not be occupied. What? Now, listen, you have to understand, my God. Caymanians have a desire, probably more than um, other places in the world even, to have home ownership. Like we have set that as the holy grail, right? A lot of us believe that, yes, I've arrived when I can finally, and I don't even call it home ownership, honey child. I call it you got yourself a mortgage. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, because until you paid off that mortgage, you technically don't own the home the bank does. So, yes, you go to the bank. Y'all know what it is to go through this whole rigmarole of, um, you know, getting everything that the bank needs. If you've ever been through it, believe me, you, uh, it's not an easy process a lot of times. They require a lot of you. You got to come up with your, your first time homeowner. Okay, you're going to get the little stamp duty waiver, but you still have to do a lot. You know, there's a lot that you have to do. So you do all of that. You're a single mom. And you finally um, get to the point where you have been approved by a bank. You know, you're working hard. Um, all these things, and then you move, move into your apartment, right? Here's the apartment complex. The end of last year, to only then be told, not even a full year. You don't even get to hold on to your Caymanian dream 
for an entire year. You're then told months later that basically your building is unsafe and it cannot be um, inhabited. It's like, what? What did you just say? The shock of this situation has got to be immense on the family uh, members and the mothers in particular who are living there with their children who have now been displaced because of this situation. What are they going to do? Wow. So here's what we know. It is quite an unfortunate situation, to be quite honest. Um, it looks like, based on what our sources have told us, that this is some form, and I'm going to show you guys the video here in a second, that this is some form of construction fraud. Mm -mm -mm. Lord Jesus. I know y'all are like, Sandy, what do you mean by construction fraud? What does that even mean? Huh? How can you have construction fraud in the Cayman Islands? We have one of the most, um, you know, stringent uh, building codes in the entire world. Huh? I, have you ever been through anything with planning? It's almost like they want a DNA sample. And you know what? I don't knock what planning has to do. Um, I'll tell you what, I'm going to share a little story with you guys. Recently, we've been looking at potentially uh, making another property acquisition. And, um, you know, believe me you when I tell you that you want to deal with a really good real estate company. And um, I want to do a big shout out to Crichton Properties. They're the ones representing us in this new transaction. And they said to me, Sandy, this might be the biggest acquisition you ever purchase, right? You have got to go and get an inspection report done. And I was like, an inspection report? What the heck is that? Okay, man, we don't do inspections and in properties. They said, oh, yes. Caymanians <laughs> uh, might not be doing it, but the smart people who value their investment and value their money actually get it done. And I said, oh, really? Well, there you go. You learn something new every day. And I said, well, who does inspections? Property inspections? It's not a property valuation. Those are two very different things. So I said, okay. And they gave me the name of a company. And I tell you, this company is so thorough. I even said to the guy, I said, sir, I believe I need you to come do an inspection on the current home that I live in. Because I might find something that I didn't even know existed. Let me tell y'all something. Get it done. In fact, they discovered a few little things um, that, you know, were potential deal breakers. Thankfully, as it turned out, that wasn't the case. But still, they highlighted areas of concern. And they said, um, you got to you got to figure out what this is. And I was like, whoa, no idea. Didn't know that this is how it worked. Protect yourself. Now, nobody in their right mind would think that, oh, well, you know, this is a brand new building. What, what on earth do you need an inspection for, Sandy? <laughs> Lord Jesus. 
Let me show y'all a video clip. It is alleged that the developer, the contractor, and, and this is him here, his meme, folks, you might as well put it down in your little classroom book this morning. I see some of y'all say the class is in Spanish, but write it down. Nonetheless, we're back to English now. This fella is Colin M. Barrett. Okay? He's responsible for this hot mess. They're hoping that Mr. Barrett is going to correct the defects in this building. But let me show you what the end result is. This building is literally crumbling and falling apart. Look at this. So what we're looking at folks here, in the inside of her apartment, you see this crack in the wall? This is no ordinary crack. Now, you know, as Caymanians, all of us have concrete homes because for the most part, not all of us, but for the most part, Caymanians believe in a concrete building. And we don't really believe too, too much in wood structures, honey child. When I know they're not going to hold up too well when the next storm comes. Mm -hmm. We want to ensure that, um, you know, oh, the building's going to hold up. Now, we all have cracks. Trust me. I walk around my house. Every wall in my house happens to be concrete. There's no sheetrock walls here at all. Only the ceiling would be sheetrock. And you walk around and you always see these little hairline fractures. Even outside, after that earthquake, that earthquake shaking and moving everything around the place. Most of your homes got some cracks during that earthquake. But geez, I'm peace. Look at this. A brand new house. This not no regular crack, folks. This looks like, I, I, I don't even know what, what to call this. Look at this. Look at how cracked up this building is. Okay. You can imagine a building that is less than a year old having this type of stru structural damage. So, I mean, the building is literally falling apart. What I have been told, so we will say allegedly, Planning has not responded to our query for an official statement, but what we understand the situation to be and what the owners are saying is essentially the steel that should be in this building to offer support is not there. Now, y'all remember the earthquake that we were talking about about three, four weeks ago in uh, Morocco? And all those buildings just crumbled, right? When you have no steel, no reinforcement, that's exactly what you're going to have when you have things like earthquake, hurricanes, and so on. The building is already starting to crumble, to fall apart, and none of those major events have happened yet. How did these poor people find themselves in this situation? I have a lot of questions to ask around this. Right? So planning goes back afterwards. And what, what I've heard, story on the street, this is the unofficial mall road now, is that he was building another structure. Planning went and approved it. 
and something happened where planning needed to go back there again. And he wasn't finished putting up the walls and stuff like that. And what they understood to have happened, which alerted them to the problem, is that the steel was gone from that location being taken to another building location to be put in there. So it's almost like the steel goes in, and I don't know exactly how the hell you do this, but it goes in for the purposes of getting planning to pass that part of it. This is construction fraud, y'all. And then after planning passes it, somebody goes back and makes adjustments that compromises the structural soundness of the building. Oh, my God. If this is true, you understand that this man should be in jail, right? Those people could lose their life in an event because this building is going to collapse and fall down on them. Good morning, caller. Good morning, Sonny. How are you doing? My God. Can you believe what I'm saying this morning? Yeah, I'm listening to you, and I know what you're talking about. Because Jeez. you know what? Some Caymans, some Caymans have become too gullible. What they're doing, they're going to the, to the lowest bidder, who happened to be someone who jumped off the plane, never been a contractor in their life. Yeah. They came here, and they did a couple of little jobs with some local person. They marry some little girl around the corner, and she gets a license as a contractor. Mm-hmm. And he's his off building homes. Yes. And not only that, the females are doing it too. I, I just saw a video not too long ago where there was a big, um, almost a fight Jeez. with a female and uh, someone who she had hired. She was a contractor mm-hmm. and she was hiring um, individuals. So we got too much suitcase developers mm-hmm. and too many don't know what they're doing contractors. Mm-hmm. They go into AL Thompson, they have no clue what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for Frankie and the late Regal Jackson, they wouldn't have no idea mm-hmm. what they're looking mm-hmm. for. And the Caymanians are going for the lowest bidder. Halfway through the project, they find out they can't do the job and they're left holding the empty bag. Wow. That's what's happening. Wow. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's exactly what's happening. Ah, oh, boy. Well, I'll tell you what, um, I cannot find any fault in anything that you've said this morning. Sad That's situation. Exactly what's happening, Sunny. Very sad Talk situation. To you later. All right, darling. So you know us, folks. We like to check and cross, check and verify, and and look at this one and look at that one. So of course, I went to um, BCI, and uh, to that caller's point, I wanted to find out what type of, um, you know, <laughs> what type of. Um, let me just see here. And I'm trying to download this, this document for y'all to share it with you. I wanted to know what type of license this man had, because of course now I got questions. Good morning, caller. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. I see you all dressed up and spiced up here this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Is that some occasion that you're not telling us about? Not so much so. I just decided to pull something out of the closet today. (laughs) Well, it looks good. Thank you, my dear. Uh, Okay. Um, I have a little question here. Yes. Um, Is the developer the Mm -hmm. same as the contractor for this building? Seems so. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. So, 
um, just so that it's very clear in my head, mm-hmm. the picture of the person you put up mm-hmm. was the person that actually did the building. Mm-hmm. Yes. And mm-hmm. I, I'm getting I'm getting to this point now with a little bit of the details of how I know that. Okay. Um, no, yes. I got, a, got another I got another clue uh-huh. here. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know that when you're building, especially a concrete structure, mm-hmm. planning comes out mm-hmm. after the foundation has been done. You do an inspection mm-hmm. there for several reasons. Once that is okay, mm-hmm. you then have permission to move on to the next stage. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the belting and they come out again. Mm-hmm. And as you can't start the roof until it has passed that stage. Mm-hmm. So I am here mind boggled because mm-hmm. I built a house. So I know the process. Mm-hmm. And my ex was one of Cayman's most wonderful builders. So mm-hmm. I do have a little bit of knowledge about building. Mm-hmm. And I can remember these things happening. So I am now wondering what happened to the initial inspection? What happened to that secondary inspection? Mm-hmm. And this is two levels, which makes it even more dangerous mm-hmm. and the inspection be more in depth. So my my mind is boggled here now mm-hmm. because I am wondering how did they get to the stage of putting on that roof? Hmm. All right. You let's know? see if we can figure it out. Okay. Thank you, Carla. All so right. like I said, the allegation is that changes were made. So planning comes and they, um, you know, inspect like the caller rightfully said, they do different stages of inspection. So what I'm understanding is planning did that and they passed it as is. And then what happened was somebody went back and modified what was there after planning passed a particular stage. And planning only became the wiser to it because he did it more than once. And the second time, someone just happened to have gone back and he wasn't expecting them to go back. And they're like, wait a minute. Why on earth would we have passed this? Wow. Y'all understand how serious that is. Like I said... That is, that should be a criminal act. Somebody should go to jail for that. And it makes me wonder how many other times has this sort of thing happened? It's possible. You know, you come through, planning looks at the plumbing. They say, okay, these pipes look good. This is where it's supposed to go, blah, 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 blah. They sign off on it. So now you're able to move on to the next stage. But before you move on to the next stage, you remove material, you make modifications to try and save money, but it actually makes that building less structurally sound, and that is incredibly dangerous. This poor family, not just one family, it is multiple families left homeless. So government has now put a notice up saying, no, 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 no. They basically revoke the CEO and said that the building is unsafe. See all the stickers on each of those doors? That mean that you got to get out. Now, to the caller's point, I had questions. I'm like, how does this happen? I'm not quite understanding. 
And so I went, as you guys know, DCS does a wonderful job of letting you know who has a business license and who doesn't have a business license. And so I went and had a look. Lo and behold, <laughs> was I surprised to see that this man does not even hold a license in his own name as a contractor? This is where y'all need to do some research. As the previous caller said, Graham said, don't be taking no Johnny come lately because they're offering a good price. There's a reason why they can bill so cheaply. Huh? Everybody else around Cayman has pretty much the same price per square footage. And all of a sudden you can find somebody who coming in so cheap. You should ask yourself, why is that the case? So I went and had a look at the um, business, the list of uh, businesses approved in the Cayman Islands, the trade and business licensing list. And I see him on here. I actually had to do what we call in investigative terms, a reverse um, search. Because when I search by his name, you know, he's a trading as, um, that will only give me certain very, very specific results. But of course, I needed more than that. So then I searched by the address. Yes, it's a reverse search. Because I said, okay, Mr. Colin, I got you. I see you here listed um, with this particular information. He has, he's trading as Colin Barrett, trading as MK Welding building an engineering trade, and it says in brackets, not a contractor, specifically says that. He also has a taxi license. Now, sometimes it does worry me when people have all these different licenses all over the place because I'm like, so you're driving taxi and you're building somebody's house? Uh, which are you focused on here? But, you know, maybe the taxi business, he's one of those people who's outsourcing it and having somebody else operate the taxi. So I said, all right. I looked at his block and parcel number, his address at number 78 Alamanda Drive in West Bay. This is when you got a little detective skills chat. I watched one too many um, investigation discovery channel shows. So I said, all right, Sandy. Um, those are only two that came up under his name. But what you need to do, honey child, is check the address. They'd be proud of me in detective school. So I went back and I checked the address. And sure enough, there's actually, I don't know if it's a typographical error, but there are two licenses that say 78 Alamanda Drive and, and one, two, three, I think, that say 784. So I don't know if somebody over at DCI missed the four on those other ones. And this is why, again, doing a reverse address search was important. But look at what I found. So when I took the address, I found a Monique S. Barrett trading as Herrera Construction. Kaboom! Are y'all paying attention in class? Did you hear what? Don't, don't, don't think Graham no fool in either. You heard what he said? 
about these women, basically, because they're Caymanians, they're the ones getting the contractor license. I think there's some stipulation now where only Caymanians can be contractors. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they were pushing for that some time ago. And they were trying to make it more of a qualified, like you had to have certain qualifications and whatever to even be able to get a contractor's license. Because what's happening is every Tom, Dick, Harris, Sue, Diane, Ebanks, Barden, Smith, and John had come lately. Barrett can run out and get a contractor's license and don't have no damn experience behind it. Hmm? So Monique must be the wife. Just like Graham said, the women. Marrying these fool women and allowing them to be used to defraud good, hardworking people in this country. So she has a contractor's license. Contractor, including building slash civil engineering contracting. Mm -hmm. So she's trading as Herrera Construction. Now I kept digging some more. I told y'all it was necessary for me to do this reverse search. She also has a janitorial company because, you know, they're not satisfied with one license. They got to have a million and two. All right. And then the next one. Here you know. Colin M. Barrett trading as CBMS construction. So now this is a contractor's license. He also has a retailer license, a man all over the damn place. So that license now is good until May. The contractor's license is good until May of 2024. So I don't know which of the companies actually um, built this complex for them. Because remember now, the wife got a, a contractor's license and apparently he has one as well. Hmm. We still digging. Y'all don't think that we finished with this situation. We are still digging and we're going to find out how this story really go. Let me just pause the story here to say this is shocking and unbelievable. We see electrical inspection was passed. We see all the meters and stuff set up there. And, you know, this is a very, very serious allegation. My understanding is the planning department is sitting there shaking their heads, don't know what to do. And they're like, well, it looks like they're going to have to have this building taken down. Wow. Demolished. Alejandro says, only in Cayman Islands, Bobo. Ms. Brenda says the motto is, if you don't pay for it in the beginning, you'll pay for it in the end. Choose wisely. Della's asking, well, who inspected it from planning? And what passed this development? Well, if, if the story goes so, right? Where the modifications were made after planning approved certain things, then you really and truly cannot blame planning for that. Yes, Mr. Ransford, that's exactly what the allegations are. That it was modified after planning passed it. Amanda says that some contractors have inspection officers approve their jobs or pass it. Trust me, it's not the first. It will not be the last. It's called you, my friend, and I'm your friend, or a little cash in hand. 
Caller, good morning. Good morning, Sandy. It's me again. And I got a call after this. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's more to it than meets the eye in this. The planning department inspectors, um, <laughs> how would I put it? Mm -hmm. is there's a lot more involved in, in this building than meets the eye. Hmm. Because mm -hmm. I do not see I do not see this man getting approval if the, this building was structurally unsound. So you you don't think that he got approval and then went and modified it afterwards, took out the steel afterwards? I, I, that is quite possible. But the thing about it is, how do we know the planning and um, the planning um, inspectors weren't paid off? Well, I tell you what, I mean, we don't, I suppose at the end of the day, we don't know. But what we do know is that planning was the one who highlighted it, who eventually discovered it themselves. Because yeah. they, they discovered he did it with another building. But the thing about it is that it, it, it is something that does not, it, this, this picture is not painted on canvas. This oh. is painted on cardboard. Mm -hmm. And personally, I think that there's more to it than meets the eye. And if the truth be known, something, when this comes up, we'll mm -hmm. all hear the truth. Mm -hmm. All right, my dear. Okay, because uh, why? How could he remove all of the steel from one bit, one property and go mm -hmm. into the next property if if the inspectors have done their job? I I don't know. They're saying that they inspected and passed it with what they saw, not expecting anybody to go back and commit construction fraud and remove anything afterwards well that's, that's quite that's quite possible but i think it's more to it than meets the eye hmm. all right my dear okay sandy thanks very much uh miss marjorie said planning expected mine too 21 years ago but never discovered whatever cracked my walls my contractor was a police officer and a member um, of my then church board so i trusted him he was from our next door neighboring country Shall let me tell you something. Don't trust nobody. I church don't care board. whether they go church or you're not. Good morning, caller. Yeah, morning, Sandra. How are you doing today? Not bad, dear. How are you? Yeah. What what gotta be done with that building they got do what you call uh they have to demolish uh, engineer uh, engineer inspection. Yeah, but if if he's being accused or if the word is that he taken out steel after mm -hmm. he been inspected because it's very possible mm -hmm. which is a dirty game to play because they're builders and then they're builders because if somebody got pride in what they're doing mm -hmm. they're gonna do it the right way and they're not gonna go even to save to save uh to save a couple thousand dollars on steel yeah. Yeah. right so they got to do an inspection on the steel they got to go back do an engineer inspection on the steel and if they have if they found out that steel isn't mm -hmm. put according to the plan or or the way that it was supposed to have been put according mm -hmm. to to the uh, to the building codes mm -hmm. then they would they have to uh, arrest him and charge him criminally is I this agree. their personal building is this this man personal building that he built to sell our 
Yeah. Or he built this for someone. No, no. I mean, I understand that he built it to sell. Okay, well that 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 is a that is a serious charge. Yeah, he got how to be put uh put 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 in put in jail, and um and and the people got how get their money back seriously. So they got how be a a, a it's, serious it's loss. Very, you know, that kind yeah, of stuff. it's very shocking. And you know the poor That's young disturbing. the poor young ladies who are in there, they're saying, oh, but we're hoping that he can rectify this. I don't understand. I don't think that they understand the magnitude of what I am understanding, which is that nothing can, can be, be done. Rectified. The building has exactly. to be torn down. Exactly. They, they, do, they could do an inspection on the belt and wherever it is that crack and to find out where they think the problem is. Listen, and if it, it isn't my sources to told me that they went there. Done, it can't be fixed. They yeah. got to look it down. <laughs> my sources told me that yeah. they went there with some kind of probe, like going into the concrete to try and find the steel. And all, right, now right. they're still looking for it. Well, yeah, that is a dirty, that is a dirty game. So a couple pieces of steel bar that would help hold a building and you got dignity into into your work. Yeah. That you would say you 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 build one building and say, Well, boy, from this one I can get more to sell because I doing such a good job and all that. And mm-hmm. you do this kind of thing. That is a dirty game. It's just a fraud, man. Yeah. I've never heard that before. That is a dirty boy. one. Why? Yeah, okay. Then. Thank you. Everything surprised me. My couple of Couple of months ago, when we were having this conversation, that Air uh-huh. Tom, Dick, and Hara were getting, were getting licensed. Yeah. And you say he's an engineer. Is there? He's a civil engineer. You got that right? But you got have a, another no. license outside no, of that to be him. a civil engineer. I wonder if he's really a civil engineer. That's the next thing. No, to he's not. No, he's not a civil. One, no, 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 no. He's not a civil engineer. That is just the category of licensing that they gives out. Con- it's it's uh, contractors. Have- no, it says contractors, comma including building and civil engineer contracting but that don't mean he's either one of those yeah but that is that that, that shouldn't be happening either if if he if he got a civil engineer and that should be someone in his company should have a civil engineer license even if he hire and hiring a civil engineer they gotta have a license outside outside the regular license that you pay for at the, at the, at the trade and business department that's a license that you go mm. to school for mm. and, you go, and you go to university to earn you know a, a, an engineer license isn't something isn't something that you could just you, you could just buy mm. like that <laughs> and then right. there's there's international international laws under the civil engineering under the civil engineering that you could get in trouble for because the the, the civil engineering laws are all are all one union mm-hmm. all over the world mm-hmm. basically at least uh, according to our trade mm-hmm. according to our trade and our uh, building building our uh, regulations here mm-hmm. so if you're in violation of one one civil engineering law you could get in serious serious trouble altogether both by the institution and by the and by the and by the law mm-hmm. so that's the same thing you can't have all these pile of people coming in and getting getting one pile of pile of license and they and they know this and do this and mm-hmm. and crooking and, and 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 what you call it and people <laughs> yeah okay then thank you my dear all right folks um so um magdalene says none of that money is left ransford says you can't blame the inspectors if they pass it with a proper steel in place um, Ms. Brenda says you can't remove steel after you pour the cement. I think we all see what happened. Damaris says, I'm in New York, and I even heard that it was modified. Good Lord. Uh, uh, Angel says, yep, they've already spent every penny. Mm, mm, mm. What a hot mess. 
Siobhan says, um, I don't know why people don't stop doing dirt when they know that if they're caught on CMR's radar, they're going to get exposed. My goodness. Well, you know, how many times might he have done this and hasn't been caught? We don't even know. Now what they say, take the bucket to the well every single day, thinking that, oh, you're going to be able to continue doing what you're doing, and one day the bucket can fall out. Gabby says people are struggling. That's why they're choosing low cost over quality. This is very concerning. What other buildings are out there unsafe? Ms. Karen says, shouldn't the contractor have insurance? But Ms. Karen, your insurance would never cover you for your own fraudulent acts. You would have just voided your insurance. If it's a different kind of act, then maybe. But where you are responsible for it, I don't think so. Ms. Dean says that's a wicked act, and it sure is. My God, this is horrible. Absolutely horrible. So uh, Damien says check lands and surveying to see if they own more property or land. Well, I actually did a search, Damien, a broader search, and I saw where numerous times he, over the last couple of years, he was before planning for planning permission and modifications, and so he was showing up on the planning minutes. So there are definitely more buildings out there, and I dare say that they better go back now and check every single one of those. Delroy says these allegations are grave. It's hard enough to pay rent and or purchase than to purchase and to watch it crumble before your eyes is sad. Uh, this contractor is Houdini. Good morning, caller. Yeah, pleasant good morning. I just wanted to comment like the, the previous caller, the young lady that called and commented on how nice you look today. Oh, thank and you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being uh, our voice every day. I look forward to uh, to hearing you and um, and your input because you're such a straight shooter. And uh, God bless you always, Sandy. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. A uh, great day, dear. Oh, well, that was it. Okay. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thought he might have had a little bit more about today's comment, but wow. Thank you so much. So this is the building. It's located in Breakers. So the address is off of Cherry Street. Um, they're in breakers. And so now, uh, this property has to be condemned. Let me tell you some of what the poor lady said. Uh, when she first contacted us, she said, we're all on the street, um, on that Monday, struggling to find a place to live. This month I had to pay, I had to find rent plus deposit and mortgage. You can imagine you're paying your mortgage. I don't know how much her mortgage is credit union. Then she has to pay rent. And in order for you to get a place to rent, you have to come up with rent and deposit. My God, this is horrible. She says, I emailed Credit Union the same Monday to inform them of this and sent them the letter from the planning director. And I've yet to hear from them. They still took out my mortgage on the 18th. Well, honey, child. At the least they could have done was, was reach out to you. Come on, Credit Union, step up now. Offer some decent service. I know CNB would have at least called you or messaged you to say, we got your email. We're sorry to hear and we can still take it out. They would have at least told you that or say, okay, we'll only take out the interest, something. No, sir. Mm-mm-mm. Wow. So she's still paying her mortgage. The department has condemned it. She had, she talked about how she struggled to acquire this property and to now not have a home is a nightmare for her. She says, as a Caymanian, I went through a lot to buy this place, use all of my savings for the deposit, and now I have nothing because anyone can build a home in Cayman. 
Planning has nothing in place to regulate or enforce this. I've lost everything. In a bad place right now, holding it together for my kids. My God. Talked about how she was dragged through the mud to even get a mortgage from credit union. Hmm? They finally approved her loan. She paid the deposit to Century 21 for the property. And then they came back later on um, to say the loan was not fully approved. And she had to complete and submit everything all over again. She says it's been hell. So to go through all of that and to finally get to the point where you're like, okay, I'm finally in this house with my kids. I've got some breathing room. You know, that sigh of relief. And I hate to say that, unfortunately, the sigh of relief did not last very long. My goodness. Mm -mm -mm. Wow. It's unfortunate. Um, I'm going to keep you guys updated. My inside sources have essentially said they're going to have to demolish this building. I don't know what the government is going to do. Uh, I agree with that last caller. If the allegations are what they are, then you better get the evidence of that before you take down the building. And you better criminally charge this man. You better pull his license. And he should never even be able to build a dog house in this country ever again. Simple as that. Hmm? Simple. All right, I had a few videos that I was going to play, but you know what? I'm going to leave those till tomorrow because I like for radio listeners, we're off air now, to be able to get the benefit um, of those videos as well. So we'll queue those up um, tomorrow morning. Definitely all of the victims, as Brenda says, need to consult with an attorney for sure. Now they have to find attorney money. You can believe it. I got uh, Mark, um, yes, I'm assuming she has insurance, but I, I don't know. In a situation like this, um, what insurance would do? Do they pay out for fraud? I mean, they'd have to try to indemnify themselves and get that money back from him, I suppose. So there's Mr. Colin. He has some questions to answer. Sir, if what you're being accused of is true, my God, you are a wicked man with no heart. You cannot do this to hardworking people. My God. All right, folks, let's go ahead and uh, wrap up things today. I feel so sorry um, for those homeowners. I can only imagine the stress and feel their pain. We're going to stay on top of this one, folks. We're not going to just let this disappear into the abyss. Karen says that that building's been there for years. So it's one of those that took forever to build or what? Unbelievable. All right, good folks. I got work to do. Y'all have a beautiful day. We'll be back tomorrow morning, God's willing. Be good, be safe, drive safely, and uh, be kind to one another. Sometimes it's not that hard to be kind to one another. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. See y'all tomorrow morning. 
Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Cold Hard Truth on Bobo 89.1 FM. Cayman's number one talk show is live weekdays from 7.30 a.m. Never miss an episode again. Watch anytime on CMR's Facebook and YouTube channels for the latest show episodes. Don't forget to follow us online on our social media channels and visit CaymanMarlRoad.com for all the latest news and community happenings. 